You are listening to a podcast of Ice and Fire, episode 205 for the week of July 31st, 2016. Welcome back, everyone, to the longest-running podcast dedicated to George R. R. Martin's Song of Ice and Fire, and occasionally HBO's Game of Thrones, as usual. This is Ashley. This is Amin. And this is Kyle. And we have a returning guest who hasn't been with us for a while. Yeah, not since uh, last summer, I think, um, <laughs> after last year's Comic-Con. But yes, I'm Tara. I uh, was on the panel, the Comic-Con panel, with Podcast Advice and Fire last year. And this year, I write for a website called The Geekiary, and I organize Ice and Fire Con. Really? really, you just haven't been on the show since about five minutes ago when we recorded yeah. this the first time. <laughs> yeah. Well, what we're going to talk about today is Comic-Con 2016, our experiences there, our panel, which will have the audio at the end. But I actually want to update a really quick review that I did about MP3 Skype Recorder. I initially said, initially said it was good, but now I call it the Russian roulette for podcasters, basically. That's, that's what it is. It's like, it's like when you get a box of chocolates, you don't know what it is, and you're allergic to peanuts. That, that's what MP3 Skype Recorder... It's like contraception that works two times out of three. Really- <laughs> so, Jesus. That's my update for MP3 Skype Recorder. Oh, but- my God. <laughs> uh, moving on. We're going to move on. A review that we can say good is where we stayed at. It was USA Hostels. Uh, Tara and uh, Ashley and I stayed there. Was it good? Yeah. I enjoyed it. Very need friendly. You need Clean AC. Washrooms, small rooms, but, you know... Yes, I, I'd never stayed in a hostel before. Um, like Ash said, the room was small, so like it would have been a nightmare to cosplay, but thank God neither one of us were doing that this year. Uh, and other than not having air conditioning, I was very, for, for the price, I was very pleased. The bathrooms were spotless. The uh, people were really friendly. There was free breakfast, you know, it was, it was good. Mm. All right, so four lemon cakes out of five, there probably. <laughs> And we are all not right, sponsored so- by this hostel, right? We're just <laughs> no, I just no not at all. Uh, ne- next question for Ashley, fact or fiction, Kyle Maddock. Is he real? Kyle exists. I have met him. <laughs> he, 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 he is a person, and he breathes and lives. <laughs> Sometimes. I assume in California. <laughs> Sometimes. Well, Ashley is also real, as I discovered. Um, mm. And I'm so glad I finally get to meet you. It's been... I think I've been podcasting with you guys for like six years, and uh, I've I've met I've met everybody now. You're all yeah. I love it. I love it. I know. I was telling people I was like I'm, I I get to meet Ashley. I've been talking to her for like six years, and they're like, wait a minute, but yeah, how have you not met her? You've been talking to her for six years. <laughs> yeah, no, I had that reaction from someone too, and I was like, well, podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they just look at you like you have two heads. They're like, but podcast, but you you're sitting at a table together when you do a podcast. <laughs> like what world do you live in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I brought Good. down uh, the Geeky Award to show. Hmm. After I, you forgot it initially, I think. I did. Right? I actually, saved. I actually did forget it. I was driving into San Diego around midnight, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And uh, I couldn't turn around, and make that two-hour hike into a four-hour hike, but um, or even more. But uh, uh, luckily, I had a friend who who uh, who saved my ass and brought it down the next day for me. I got to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> I know that exists too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So the only thing left is Ashley meeting Mimi. That's that's going to be yep. the final step. That's the final uh, one. That's the final connection that hasn't been made. Yep. Cool. That's it. Cool. Gosh, All right. Even I've met Mimi. Come on, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Ice and Farcon next year. Let's do it. Let's get Mimi there. Let's get a new baby there. Get a new baby. Baby Aegon. Baby gets in for free, right? Baby. Uh, I, I don't know. Technically, we don't allow children at all. Oh, <laughs> it's 18, it's 18 plus. plus. <laughs> yeah, Shadow we... Price and Firecon go. We don't allow children. Woo! Yeah, we... <laughs> no, no babies in strollers <laughs> clogging up Ice and Firecon. <laughs> That's oh, uh, a stroller <laughs> traffic jam, and we're just like, oh man, Amin would have fit. <laughs> yeah, on Sunday it was. I it, I can't remember Amin if it was before we met up with you or after at Comic Con, but uh, we got we got stuck behind like a like parents with a stroller and their kids were like five or six years old. They're like way too big for a stroller. Little Robins. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah. We, we were like, Oh, Amin would be having a nightmare. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Amin's a fast walker. I got to say when we, when we uh, left our meetup afterwards, Amin was like, I'm out. And he was like, <laughs> gone. <laughs> Zoom. Yeah. Like, well, where did he go? <laughs> he has places to go, people to see. He's an important person. I know he's got shit to do there. I actually got recognized later. I'll tell you about that on Sunday's stories. But let's just <laughs> jump to Wednesday. I got there first. Uh, a friend of mine visited for a few days, so he got <laughs> badge with me. And I I met Michal, who's a fan of the podcast and is in Vassals of Kingsgrave. And she informed me that uh, there was a Game of Thrones press uh, night on Wednesday night. Uh, I don't know if I got the email and I missed it or we didn't get the email or whatever. So I wasn't RSVP'd, but I just showed up. I'm like, hey, I'm a mean podcast of Ice and Fire. Look at my badge. Let me in. Woo uh, <laughs> woo. Yeah. And then you dropped the mic on. Oh, check. She kept looking and she's like, okay, I'll just add you. I'm like, good. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, do we have to call George? Right, that's right. You do that. Um, yeah. I didn't, it's a, it's I didn't, press. Us, so. I did not know about this press night. It was at the exhibit, right? Yeah, it was there uh, on the Wednesday night, so it was a bunch of press people that had RSVP'd, and you could get in, it was about, about like, 30, 35 people, so it was you had the whole place to yourself. Oh, wow. The Game of Thrones exhibit yeah. we're talking about here. Yeah, I think it's called the House in, of Black and White fa- uh, House of Faces. It has as many faces, I think, is what they were calling it. Did you say the House <laughs> of Black and White Faces? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. You, you get your photo of your face, and then some black and white on the wall. Okay. That's, that's what, what happens to it. So tell us but, about uh, this exhibit. What, was that the well, main... It's the same place it normally is, uh, like that across from Omni, right? Like in that art gallery yep. place. And uh, I guess because it was press, we got uh, items. Like we got Game of Thrones hats, which is cool. We got the little bobbleheads. I got Jon Snow and Drogon. And uh, so that's like the, what we got. And then you go in and then there's the throne. So you can get the photo on the throne if you don't have it. There's Arya's needle. You can get a photo with that holding it. It's kind of like built into a stand. There's jewelry and stuff, which is part of the Game of Thrones scavenger hunt, which I did. Uh, you take your photo there. There's a couple other interactive things, and then the main thing is you go get you take a photo of your face in this app there, and then it gets shown on the wall, and then you can take your photo. You get a printed photo of that, and you can get it emailed to you as well. So that's pretty cool. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah, it's not worth waiting three hours for. It's worth waiting like the ten minutes that I did. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't able to make it in here. I've been, I've done it all the past years, but I just uh, I couldn't I couldn't sit through the line. I couldn't get yeah. through it. Um, so I didn't make it in this year, but uh, but cool. I've never been to it, so so yeah. I've, it baffles me that to... people would wait in line three hours to see costumes. Yeah. To sit on the throne, people would wait in a lifetime. <laughs> we, we, well, a lifetime. You come to ice and fire. Con, come to ice and fire. Con, <laughs> yeah. Not 
Wait, there's no line. You can pop and take enemy photos as you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's another plug there. All right. <laughs> plug, that was plug, about plug. it for Wednesday night. I mean, I, I went and grabbed a bunch of free stuff. I got two of those Fox poster tubes, which are quite worth it. I gave one to Ashley. Um, I, <laughs> my friend a, grabbed. You're such a con goer. I got some poster tubes. It was oh, amazing. No, 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 quickly, man. People love those poster tubes. You need them for the free posters of the ones you buy. Like, and then my friend was carrying all four for us for, for, for a bit. And this guy was like, sir, do you think you have enough poster tubes? He's like, no, I want your poster tubes. Oh, <laughs> Just come back. <laughs> my gosh. Those are a hot commodity. Like they, they go out every morning. They're, they're quick. It's like a mad rush. The poster tubes. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So who arrived on Thursday? Did you all arrive on Thursday? I think. I did. Um, and I was very tired because I came from work. Mm. I have very little memories of Thursday because <laughs> I was very tired. I got my badge, and I think I wandered around the floor a bit. And then I got lost in the panel area and was was, was like, <laughs> I am never going to find anything in this place. And I think I then went to sleep. <laughs> no, no, you, you saw me. I saw oh, you. We went to dinner uh, where we had dinner with George two years ago. Oh, you like don't a, even remember oh, you went to dinner? No. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, now yeah. I remember. But <laughs> yeah, we went to Tequila Bar right like, right, I was up over. for over 24 hours at this point, so you got to forgive me for forgetting. Yeah, we went to the tequila bar, then we tried to get back toward the convention. There was a massive crowd. There was people getting mad. Oh, there was the scanning badges this year, too, which was different. Please tell me a mean the entire time you were having dinner was like, right there. That's where I was sitting. That's where George... That's where well, it all happened. Well, he pointed it out a few times. Oh, my. It sounds like... It sounds like a mean... <laughs> Then I was like, that's where Louis Royo was looking for us and didn't find us last year. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but there was no uh, Manwoody meetup this year, huh? The Manwoody meetup was the after the panel. That counted as that. But there was no Wednesday night Manwoody meetup that we had the past three years. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't come into town. I, I got in on Thursday, but I drove in and I didn't get into town until like 11 o'clock midnight or so. So I have no, pretty much not even Thursday. Yeah. yeah, that was I was the same. My flight landed at um like eleven fifteen eleven fifteen, eleven thirty. I don't know, something like that. I can't remember. I no, it was earlier than that. It was like ten thirty, but regardless, like I didn't get to the hotel till eleven thirty and I just went right to bed. Boom. Where are you flying in? Well, uh I flew in from Greenville, uh, South Carolina. It's it's upstate South Carolina, so that is at the moment where I call home for about another week. <laughs> Okay. Hopefully next year I will be flying from Orlando, and I say hopefully because it's way cheaper. Yeah, I bet. Okay, okay let me uh, summarize Thursday in two minutes then, or less. So basically, I was there, and Comic-Con ha- doesn't have a lot of anime manga stuff, but the stuff that it has is really good, and there was a lot of it on Thursday. There was lots of manga company people there and spent anime panels, and I really enjoyed it. It was good quality stuff, and I was hanging out with my friend Dave. That was pretty much Thursday, except for one thing at the end. I went to a panel where it was about Superman, the legal aspects of Superman. It was co-hosted by uh, Josh from the the Legal Geeks podcast, which I had been in contact with about potentially doing a panel on podcasting. It didn't get accepted, but we were in contact, so he invited me to that, and it was really good. We talked about like what legal duties Superman and Supergirl have, the consequences like smashing up buildings and stuff. <laughs> Honestly, that some of my best panel experiences at Comic-Con have been ones that I just kind of decided to go to last minute or like sat through because of mm. another panel that was happening later. 
I mean, because right, you have do, to be in that room. Yeah. 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 They do put on very high quality panels and I'm not talking about the hall H and the ball 20. I'm talking about the stuff like that. That's that, you know, doesn't get the big crowds or the big lines or anything, but is really enjoyable nonetheless. Yeah. Well, there are big lines though. I mean, like there was star Trek 50th anniversary just in the regular room and it was impossible to get in there. It was well, yeah. it's star it's Trek. Yeah. Well, and, and the bad thing was right after that was Star Trek, like the law of Star Trek, which I wanted to get into. With the, but it was again Josh was hosting it, but it was just impossible to to get in there. Mm. What can you do? What can you do? All right, on to Friday. What happened on Friday? <laughs> I mean, what day did we bump into each other? I think it was Friday morning. I think I, I was cosplaying One Punch Man in the hall, and you recognized me. I think I was just taking a break or yeah, trying to. It's like impossible to stop in that hall. Yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're totally being a wallflower when I saw yeah. you. Um, but yeah, we walked around, and uh, Kristen Nettapack was with me, and uh, yeah, and Amin got stopped fairly often. People wanted to take yeah. pictures, so yeah, we were yeah. with him for like 20 minutes on Sunday, and he got stopped a bunch. Yeah, people were like, "Yeah, what punch man?" <laughs> <laughs> and then Amin, we took. Yeah, and then Amin Kyle. tried to like persuade me to be like some other guy from One Punch Man. Yes, Genos. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. So you, you did the pose by the banner. That was my hangout by Viz Media. They had a One Punch giant banner. I would just like go <laughs> just there. Just start all the time. paying you. Yeah, yeah, they should. I would just walk by all the time. They're like, oh. <laughs> they'll, they'll give you a stack of flyers to hand out to people. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and then, uh, uh, oh, but Thursday, I'm sorry, did any of you guys go to uh, Christian Nairn's uh, um, Rave of Thrones? No, because we didn't get in. <laughs> we we all requested <laughs> to get in, and we oh, got yeah. sent a, it's already full. Oh, well, I didn't request it because I knew I wasn't going to be there in time, but... Gotcha. I did request it. He was supposed to go on from midnight to 2 a.m., and mm-hmm. since I was getting into town around 11 or midnight, I was like, oh, sweet, I'll be able to, to catch this. Um, except he went on early, and when, I walked <laughs> in, and when I walked into that damn club, he had just ended, and, like, DMX showed up. And, you know, DMX, you know, big name, everything like that. I wanted to see Hodor, man! So, <laughs> uh, DMX lives, like, 30 minutes from where I live in Greer, <laughs> South oh, Carolina, yeah. <laughs> He, like, gets in trouble a lot. Like, that's the big news where I live. It's like, oh, DMX got arrested again. DUI. Did attack somebody at Waffle House. Whatever. Oh, Jesus. Not kidding. Wow. <laughs> well, you won't hear that about Hodor. He won't be talking. Yeah, just... But you, you know Christian Narn, I think, Carl. Like, you know him pretty recently uh, well. Yes, I've met did, him a so. few times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He's such a, he, I've met him once. Uh, he's such a nice guy. Just really down to earth. Really mm. Actually, you met him as well, I think. Didn't you meet him? Yeah. At- oh no, uh, two years ago, he was uh, DJing at a con that I volunteer at. So, and we also, you know, what I just remembered. Actually, we met him at Dragon Con last year. Duh. Oh, that's right. We 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 were all in our Basquiat's costumes. <laughs> he was probably very very confused, but he had he no idea he was standing. You guys with really him. like basketball, don't you? He probably. The biggest Not. fans of Ice and Fire, and he had no idea that yeah. we were like the big fans. <laughs> he was just like, "What? What's going on? Basketball? <laughs> this is because I'm tall, isn't it, stupid kid?" <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a good guy. He's a good guy. But let's I was get like, him uh, on here sometime if he's interested. <laughs> Maybe he um, actually does his own podcast. So yeah, I know him and his friend Jake do or have done a podcast before. Um, yeah, they. Do, it's very rare that they do it. Yeah. 
absolutely. Uh, but I was bummed that I missed that. So uh, he went on too early. He was supposed to go on later. <laughs> so did you stay there, or did you just go after that? Uh, I stayed for a little bit. I watched DMX, and then the next group it turned into like Super Club, and I was like, nope. <laughs> okay, so what did you do on Friday? <laughs> uh, saw you, and then um, yeah. Friday. Oh, I went to. Uh, I actually went to a taping of Conan, and the Game of Thrones cast was on. They uh, hmm. they did Hall H, which once again wasn't able to stand in that line and get into and all that. But right after they did Hall H, um, they went to Conan, and they did that appearance. Um, and so I got to see them there, and it was kind of nice because it was it was a lot of people who had died this season. Uh, no spoilers because uh, we've got. Uh, people who listen to this podcast who don't watch the show um, yeah but um some of the uh some of like uh the people who aren't usually at interviews and things like that so it was kind of nice and then uh later that night i actually got into a invite only party at nerd hq and when i got past the velvet ropes the game of thrones cast was right in front of me and benny off and weiss and there was a guy from <laughs> it's always sunny in philadelphia talking to them so um <laughs> actually because i know christian um, I was hoping he was there cause he would be kind of like, you know, hopefully I could like talk to him and then talk to everybody yeah. and I wouldn't just be the weird dude who's like, Hey everybody, I love you guys. <laughs> um, but unfortunately he wasn't there, but, uh, Miss Sandy, whose name escapes me at the moment, um, was in the back of the line and, uh, I started talking to her and, uh, and yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty cool. That was fun. So that was, uh, that was my Friday. Then I danced, I danced with Josh yeah. Whedon all night. <laughs> nice. Too bad you, you didn't meet David and Dan. You could have been like, "Hey, we're the guys that talk about relative troop strength all the time." Uh. Yeah, I was standing in line getting a drink, and they were right there. But like, so many people started to harass him. I don't think they stayed for very long because I think they really got. Yeah. Even at an invite-only kind of party, they still got bombarded. So I'm not sure how long. Excuse me, I'm not sure how long they all stayed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that was my yeah. Friday. Well, because they've, they've got two types of... They've got fans, like rabid Game of Thrones fans who are like, you're creating the best thing ever. And then they have like anti-fans who are like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'd be one of those. I'd probably just stay away. In, yeah, I wouldn't be able in, to approach them. I'd be I, like, I, I'm not... Yeah. I'm going to yeah. be that girl giving them cut eye for the entire day. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you, Ashley and Tara do on Friday? Oh, we had a good time. Um, yeah. Where did we go first? I can't remember. Oh, that's um, right. Um, Hard Rocks. Well, we went to, like, Friday during the day, we went to the Steven Universe panel. Oh, right, right. And, um, which was really good. And uh, a long wait, probably. There must have been a huge line for that. Oh, yeah, our, oh, oh the line experience was fun. <laughs> yeah, favorite yeah. part. Our um, well, one of my one of our friends Stephanie from the Kiki area, she got in line very early. I'm th- I think like five or six in the morning. We met up with her as soon as I got my badge at like eight forty five, um, and of course the panel wasn't till ten fifteen. So we we wait. It was about an hour and like a little over an hour that we waited in line before they let people into the room. But while we were waiting, uh, Kevin Smith and Greg Rumberg from Heroes passed out donuts. Nice. So, and they were good donuts too. They were like, <laughs> I swear, they were like these they, were the they, most epic donuts you've ever eaten. Yeah, Ashley like, you got could just feel your arteries clogging. Like, oh, <laughs> it was like it was like an old fashioned donut 
coated in like a chocolate coating on the bottom and then on the top it had like glaze and like coconut and like maybe chocolate and caramel and chocolate and then oh frosting on top of that in like the swirl thingy mm. was it, and then coconut was it voodoo it was just, donuts i don't know it was, it was donuts of sugar <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, they were they were so good though delicious nice but uh yeah, I don't like the rest of the day. We oh, we wa- we wandered into Nerdist Carnival, and Amer- the cast of American Gods is on stage. That was cool. Oh, nice. oh yeah. Was that over yeah, at Petco? Because- yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think that was actually listed in the program guide because I was yeah. just like, I don't remember seeing this on the list because I would have checked it off as something I was going to go to. So, and I'm like, that's Neil Gaiman. What the. F- <laughs> 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 so yeah, I, I whipped out my camera for that. Awesome! You guys got to watch the, the, the panel? bad. Unfortunately, the acoustics were horrible because it was a stadium, and it was not equipped for that kind of thing. So unless you were like really close up, there you couldn't hear anything. But I took pictures. Nice. Yeah, All right. and then and then nighttime. Yeah, we started it. We we started at Hard Rock and. Uh, where I just kind of busted through, like, we're going to Nobu. You know, when they try to check you at the door. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I was like, we're going to Nobu. It's three girls. What are they going to (laughs) do? So we went in there, and, like, we saw, um, like, from afar, we saw a couple people, including, like, Jamie Alexander, who plays Lady Sif in the Thor movies. Nice. And then... uh, we met uh, Ali Machalka, who plays Peyton on iZombie, because um, I'm a big fan of iZombie. And uh, poor Ashley was like, she was sitting like on the edge of the booth. And I, so when Al- when this guy that we had been talking to went and said hi to Ali and like brought her over to meet us, like she Ali sat next to Ashley and was like talking <laughs> to me and Ashley and like talking about, oh, I hear you're big fans of the show. And poor Ashley's like, yeah, yeah, I totally am. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen the show yet. <laughs> but don't tell her. <laughs> yeah, shh, don't tell her. Ali <laughs> but, uh, She's listening right pretty, now. Yeah. <laughs> but that was pretty cool. And then we went to Odyssey uh, at the Hilton and randomly, and I'm talking totally randomly, ended up in a conversation with a guy who works on, let's just say vaguely that he works on the set of American Gods. Oh. Okay. And we 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 checked we checked on him and he is he was legit but like we we talked to him for like probably an hour before we ever he ever even you know so one of us finally asked him what he did and he admitted it you know what I mean like so it had he nothing was to such do with a super nice guy like he wasn't being creepy or anything yeah he was, he was just you know just wanting to hang out with people nice well, you and know he's from he Canada. Was- yeah, exactly. You know why he was super nice? Because he's Canadian. Uh. <laughs> so we were talking, like, he's yep. originally from another part of Canada, and he had spent some time in Toronto, and apparently he used to work, like, super close to where I went to high school. So, so we were, like, talking about that area and stuff. I'm just like, Canadian power. Nice. We, we might have fist bumped. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Okay, so I'll, uh, I went to a couple of good panels. One was super fans in China, which is kind of interesting. They they have a translating for that, and, and probably the most photos I've ever seen in a panel. Generations of women in comics, which is really good. They had four generations of female artists for comics there. 
talking about how things have changed over time, and that was really good. And then a manga publishing roundtable, which was also excellent. So, good day of panels for me. Nice, you're a panel machine. I mean. Yeah, I try to get in there. That's uh. We're all talking about like the clubs and stuff, and you're like, <laughs> I went to these fucking panels. Oh, it's, it's, it's comic con, <laughs> not comic club. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I tried the next day. We'll see what happened the next day. I, I, said I, next I, did, day. Uh, I danced till uh, 4 a.m. with Joss Whedon. You could have been there, I mean. You, been <laughs> you didn't have a plus one, damn it. You're right. I, wa- I was a plus one, actually. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I think your Felicia Day story was a bit more exciting, probably. But, oh, for uh, you, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Saturday. What happened then? We had a panel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's literally all Ashley and I did. That's all I did. I'm always too nervous before them. It, like, ruins the whole first half of my day. Because I'm like, I wish our panel was, like, the first thing on, like, Thursday or whatever. <laughs> so I could just get it out of the way. Because I sit there the whole time, like, going, oh, God, what am I going to, what am I going to. And I found I did, like, nothing Saturday. Because all I, I was oh, wow. nervous about our panel. I was so relaxed after last year. I knew it was going to be good. I typed an outline for us too if we needed it. So yeah, I like how you're like, oh, no, so it's so easy. And I, I was like, I mean, what are we going to be talking about? And you're like, I don't know. You're just going to say what you say. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, god damn it, this makes me so nervous. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was super nervous when it started, and which is unusual for me on panels. I, I was stuttering and I couldn't remember character names, and I was like, oh my goodness, I think that I'm just like a casual fan when I'm really super hardcore <laughs> <laughs> i didn't notice you stuttering really i i don't know i, I don't... thought that Tyrion was the valonqueur oh, yeah. oh. i did that and i was like oh shit a moment later i'm like i thought, I thought yeah. you were being devil's advocate oh, there that was just a, a, a complete brain fart yeah <laughs> it's okay i think you you warmed into it and we're good if the hound came up or sansa i tried to like pull you into Get your expertise and stuff on that. So <laughs> that got you going to get a yeah, passionate. Once we response. got into audience questions, then then I kind of found my groove. But before that, I was just a stuttering mess. <laughs> we actually lined up. The audience lined up this time and used the mic, which is great for the audio recording and just give the full experience. Yeah, of them lining up. Yeah, yeah. I, I was happy we had a crowd. We were the last panel of the day, so that means those people were staying there for us. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah, so we got the full hour in, too. We didn't have to stop at 50, 50 minutes. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. So here's how it went. We, we, so. we barely stopped at the hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we went right to it. I know. They were like, you're done, you're done. I was like, oh, god damn it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, remember, I I was a couple of minutes late, and I walked in right as you guys were, like, walking up. And I, I ran over, and I met Ashley. And the first time I ever talked to Ashley was on stage in front of a crowd. <laughs> 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 no uh, pressure no pressure no pressure but yeah it went well i feel like the turnout was pretty good i feel like it was about the same as it was last year right yeah i think so i think, I think it was a little bit bigger than last year i mean and not much maybe maybe an additional like dozen people or so but i felt like i was looking out at the crowd and there were a lot less like of the spotty like a few people sitting here and then a bunch of NPCs around them you mm-hmm. know that that we had last year so i still have i still have those bookmarks though still have some left <laughs> we have our volunteers uh we're handing them out which is nice so i think nick and britta were doing yeah so. yeah that was very nice and she ended up winning the game the Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, we, we actually got contacted by HBO. Well, yeah. uh, no, 
Um, oh, no? <laughs> we got contact by a licensee of HBO. Uh, okay. I specifically can't say HBO, but um, someone who is licensed to uh, for HBO products and different things um, got in contact with us and uh, offered us uh, Game of Thrones Clue to hand out as a prize. Uh, stuff that can be got on the HBO shop online. So we had Game of Thrones Clue to hand out to someone, and, and yeah, it was awesome. It was cool. Yeah, good panel. The audio will be released for this episode. Okay, so what happened after is we actually had a hangout after. Mm. Yep. At a real restaurant this time. Basic pizza. <laughs> we Except we almost didn't get in. I had to I use my name. I'm like, this is a meme. Don't you know me? <laughs> for the second time this weekend. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a panelist. Let us in. And then <laughs> I was mostly like, dude, we've had, we've had somebody holding this table for us for like a while now. Do you really want to lose the business of a group of 12 I mean, I don't know what your table spent, but our bill was way over $150. So, To be honest, I mean, the pizza was fine, but I was not impressed with the the payment system there. This is like 1901 or something. They wouldn't divide up the bill. They they had like, you could only use a couple of credit cards. What is this? Oh, that or that actually that reminds me. I, 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 I still have to pay that guy <laughs> that yeah. paid for our bill. Mix, yeah. I find yeah. it hilarious that at the end, Tara's like, hey, do you want some of our pizza? And then we... She goes to describe her pizza, and we go describe ours. And okay, you have a whole list of toppings, and they're like exotic toppings, like that you can pick from. And yeah. funny, Tara's pizza and our pizza, exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my was I'm not talking about like pepperoni and cheese. <laughs> we have artichoke and sun-dried tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the pizza. The pizza was good. Honestly, I'm. I actually already reviewed it on Yelp, and like, <laughs> <laughs> whoa. Okay, Mimi, what are you a big Yelp reviewer too? Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I review like everything on Yelp. Uh, I'm not elite yet because I I've only been on Yelp for like a year and a half, uh, and I don't actually eat out that much. So like, the vast majority of my stories, yeah, the vast majority of my Yelp reviews are from when I travel. Mm. So I'll go like two months without writing one and then I'll go on a trip and come home and write like six reviews. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super picky about pizza. I'm from new England. We have good pizza up there. So wait, what part of new England are you from? We've already discussed this, Kyle. I'm from Connecticut. You're from Rhode Island. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> I'm, I, I have memory loss. Uh, <laughs> no, I it, honestly, it was, it was the first time that I was ever on the, uh, the podcast you and I got into, like went back and forth about Connecticut and Rhode Island for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Had nothing to do with Game of Thrones. Nice. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, uh yeah, yeah we, no, I mean, it was, it was all right. Other than the bill paying system. Yeah. Well, I think I should have uh, moved a bit or sat with Carl and Ashley cause I wasn't at your table. I, I was kind of trying to like organize stuff and I didn't actually spend that much time with either of you. I well, I, I was like, okay, a Kyle's sitting here. I'm sitting next to him because I might never see him again. <laughs> <laughs> wild, that was my planning there. A wild Kyle appeared. Um. <laughs> hey, you're trying to catch him with your Pokeball. It wasn't it was like... Error. No, they didn't have Wi-Fi, I checked. Yeah, people were <laughs> cosplaying Pokestops. I know! <laughs> we, saw, we saw a group where it was like... a person in like a pikachu onesie and then another person who wasn't cosplaying but had like a lure on like a it was like a stick with like a feather pink feather boa on it and then the guy just had like the polka stop above his head and he was holding a sign this is like gps gps signal not found or <laughs> story of my life that's, that's yeah. pretty amazing because the game i mean they had to make, come up with that in like two weeks 
you know? Yep. Yeah. Which makes me excited for Dragon Con. I think there were some panels about it too. Pokemon. My but. my Thursday afternoon Dragon Con costume is gonna be like literally a Pokemon trainer from the game. So Boom. But I'm not a until you can fight each other's Pokemon directly, I wouldn't be interested in it. Like you it's need to, coming, I'm sure it is. Yeah, I think they're gonna add that eventually, yeah. Just well, one they a, yeah, they had a panel on Sunday that ended up in Hall H. Oh, really? They switched it over, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. And they uh, announced, apparently, like... Apparently, there was, like, a rumor going around that, like, some sort of legendary Pokemon was going to be released then, and everyone, like, <laughs> yep. was waiting for it, and then it didn't happen. I heard that. Yeah. I heard that. Well, they did They did release the, the look of the three, like, the heads of the three teams, and they talked <laughs> about how they're going to do... Tra- there's going to be trading available soon and stuff like that. So I come home and I've got all these useless like sand shrews and stuff that I can never find around here. And, uh, you know, my boyfriend's like, uh, yeah, just keep them because as soon as trading happens, like we, you can get those from people in like Arizona and we can give them all of our bug types that they don't get out there. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh my God, this is my life right now. I know, this is Pokemon. (laughs) Yeah. Question is, is Mimi playing the game? I I don't know if Mimi is playing it or not. She's got other matters to do. Oh, hell, she ain't playing it. Are you kidding? Well, actually, maybe. She's on the hospital bed and she's like (laughs) trying to catch. I haven't seen it on our Facebook. You think this game was made for her, though? Oh my gosh! Um, so at the at the meetup afterwards, uh, there were some wonderful people, and I am terrible with names. I apologize, but uh, everybody sitting at our table, I had a great time talking to. Um, there was a young gentleman right next to me who uh, supposedly Neil deGrasse Tyson was going to be uh, at a panel or something like that, and uh, this young man, all he cared about was like edu- education and a song of ice and fire. And he was like, all I care about is school and those books. And it was awesome. He's like, I came here. I wanted to get a science lesson from Neil deGrasse. I saw your panel. This is like the only panel that I'm coming to. I was like, oh, my God. You're... He, was, uh, he was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah. And uh, it was awesome. I had a good time chatting with everybody at our table. Yeah, I tried to move around a bit. But I didn't. Um, I talked to, uh, what's his name, uh, Damien, I think. Mm. The, the British, the British, the British guy. guy. Yeah, he's in I the photos. Game. Yeah, he. Um, yeah, I talked to him a lot last year, so I didn't talk to him as much this year. But I talked to, um, and I'm terrible with names too. I even have the girl's name in my phone, I think. But the the girl from Alex. Uh, something. I think Alex is. A yeah, short. Alex. That's right, Alex. Yeah. Uh, she, you know, from from a podcast called Got Thrones. Um, yep. I talked to her for quite a while and stuff yeah it was it was a good it was a good time i would love if we do this again next year to be able to get a real reservation somewhere yeah oh i mean i you know you try but they nobody wants to take reservations but if we can say hey we'll guarantee you like a half you know a dozen people or something maybe it'll happen so yeah and uh, i gotta thank uh sabrina at our table who was nice enough she picked up the bill um so, <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Very nice. Oh, I should have sat at your table. You know, Nick actually covered mine, so thanks to him, too. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he offered to cover mine, but I felt bad because I had, like, Aaron, my friend, was with me. So it's like, you know, half of it was, like, her, you know, she ate some of my pizza, and she had beers that were on my tab. So I was like, I'll send you the money. And I, I came <laughs> home and got sick. And probably forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, we were all trying to like take out our cards, and we're like, "No, no, we got it." And she goes, Psh. 
she like wouldn't take it. She's like, I got this. <laughs> oh man. So you, so you had some good discussion over there at the yeah. table. Yeah, yeah that was great. Uh, me as an introvert, I was just like, this is these these are my people. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to talk coming. to Ashley and get to know you because I yeah I don't know if I'm ever gonna see you again and also talk to the people who were nice enough to come out. So it was. Uh, I was also touching the geeky award a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle <laughs> brought it out again. I just kept touching. <laughs> yeah, and pictures were taken. Um, yeah, it was a good time. Good stuff. I mean, I think it's it's like the, these are our people. I mean, going to conventions, it's like most of the people at these conventions are your people. But there's the, there's always that that like smaller sect that's like, I mean, like Ashley, you said you as an introvert like felt whatever. I, like all I can think about is the first the first time I met you when we like we never met before. We randomly roomed together at the first nights in BuyerCon, and like the last night we were there, you came up to me in the bar and gave me a hug, and you're like, "I just want to thank you for putting this together because it was like amazing. Like this is all these ice and fire people. Like when you get together, the, the the online fandoms can be a bit meh sometimes, but like when you get together in person, like last year and this year, we had so much great discussion at the panel and afterward. You know, it's it's just it can be a really positive community." Absolutely. Yeah, I haven't yeah. had any bad experiences with the Ice and Fire community at all. They've all been great. Yeah, the audience is pretty knowledgeable. They recognize Donkey and Egg. They, a lot of them had read World of Ice and Fire stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. One thing, last thing I wanted to mention about the panel is because I did bring up Tyrion as a Chimera theory. <laughs> I'm, I'm more and more getting into I that. I shook my head and yeah. rolled my eyes while you did but, it. <laughs> well, I, I like that theory. I like <laughs> I've not, I've not heard that one, so I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> Neither have I. Supreme Court of Westeros links, so I'll send it to you. Okay. Yeah, 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 send it to me. Okay. So that was it for Saturday. For, no, actually, then we get into the parties, but I did go to one panel. Best and Worst Manga of 2016. It was a good one. I'll send, I'll send you my notes, Ashley. It was go. pretty good. Yeah, so and right. then Kyle got into a party. Oh, this was what the happened? night of the Geek and Sundry party, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, we, I mean, me and you met us at... Um, Oh yeah, we went to the Hilton, pool, the pool club yeah. or whatever it is at the Hilton, and that was actually nice because we like we got there and we were able to snag like a couch and a bunch of chairs and like a and and like one of them was like this big comfortable chair and uh, uh, Bear McCreary who does all who did all the music for Battlestar does it for Walking Dead I think Black Sails too maybe and and several several other shows like he was hanging out there um, so that was really cool and then we get the email from Kyle that's like hey there's this party we're like bye <laughs> oh no I'm bringing it up <laughs> oh man I was just throwing it out there I, I wasn't even sure if you guys are gonna go because yeah but uh, uh, I mean it yeah, was, it we was were gonna literally go. on our way back to the hotel okay. and we were like yeah we're gonna do this and of course we get to the door and there's like a line a mile long and the, the guy keeps trying to tell me you gotta get in line and I was like no we don't <laughs> no we don't <laughs> Like, yeah, we're panelists. Let us in. We have a right no, I mean, no, I mean, like, legitimately, I was like, there's always a way in. And, and like, they're charging a cover anyway. So the guys, like, the, to the people who, they were charging a cover to the people who were, like, in line and, like, didn't have, like, the password or whatever. But, like, I was like, just let us in, you know? But we got in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um, is it, uh, I, I showed up because I went to get, like, just, some food and then i got the text from you uh tara you were like hey we're in where are you and i was like oh crap i guess i'm going because i didn't even know if i was going and then i was like well i should, I should probably go now um 
And so I walked over there, and uh, I saw the line, and, like, this group was talking to the bouncer or somebody, and he kind of, like, pointed, and they walked over, and they sort of formed their own little, like, three-person line. And I was like, all right. So I just jumped in the back. I became the fourth person in this little, like, mini line. (laughs) And then they just, and then they let us in. (laughs) And we walked into the next room, and uh, they were like, password, and I was like, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, all right, you're in. And I was like... Wow, okay. I don't even know how that just happened. <laughs> it was it was fun. As the night got later, the music turned like more into like club music, but when we were first there, it was like they were catering yes. to the geek crowd, but not just the geek crowd, like the late twenties to mid thirties geek yes. crowd. It was like yeah. not just geeky music, but music from like, you know, your your you know, high school years and stuff like that. It was it was great. And the DJ was mixing really well too and then i danced with somebody and i still don't know who he is but everybody keeps telling me he's somebody important so you, so you danced can i say his name or is i'm not supposed to say his name no you can say his <laughs> name you know who it is we don't know who it is. yeah so you dance with uh, you dance with uh, matt mercer who is the ho- he's the host of uh, critical role okay on geek and sundry which is like their big program their big like D program yeah he okay. Was, he was, he was uh, very nice and fun to dance with. Yeah, he was having a he was having a ball. He came over and he was just dancing with everybody, so it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, he's uh I got to meet him as well. I hadn't met him before, but uh yeah, we were having fun. I remember like the fuller house theme came on at one point. <laughs> I yeah. When I left later, like the power, <laughs> the Power Rangers theme was going on. I, Fresh I know, Prince. Fresh Prince. I know at some point they played the Pokemon song. Um, so uh, yeah, they were rocking out. But then yeah, I guess like um, as it got later, they kind of like the club yeah, club took over. That. It was like, oh damn it! It's like why? Why do you take away the good music? Everyone was was rocking out earlier. It's, it's because mm. they want people to leave. That's my theory. It's like they're going to start playing. <laughs> Bad music. music. <laughs> they just keep thinking out like right after the last uh, call or something. It was like, mm-hmm. uh, we we were there till it's, it closed. I don't even yeah, want to no, talk San about Diego what my bar bill was. <laughs> but uh, it was good to see Ashley and you again, and yep. uh, I met your friend. We got to dance. You were with whose birthday it was? Yeah, Stephanie. She uh, she runs the geeky area. Okay. Uh, she like I'm a co-admin. She's like our main administrator. She founded the site. So nice. And uh, yeah, it was fun dancing. Got to dance with you ladies. It was good times. Good times. Yeah. And then Sunday. <laughs> Sunday, I got up. I ate some breakfast, and uh, I went home. Uh, I, Take the rush back. I took the trolley back up to my car. I, thankfully, it wasn't towed. I didn't have any tickets. And uh, <laughs> I uh, beat, beat the rush home. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, we uh, Ashley and I actually got out of well. Ashley was out of bed at a decent hour every morning. I got out of bed at a decent hour on Sunday. So, and we, because uh, we had to be out of the room by 10, which is a bit lit. But, uh, but we went down to the convention center and got um, some books signed oh, book? by yes. Pierce Brown. He writes this series called Red Rising. And honestly, it's sort of young adult fiction because the character in the beginning is 16. But, like, by the end of the book, he's, like, a few years older. Um, So it's not – I don't really think it's YA. And if you like Song of Ice and Fire, read the Red Rising trilogy. It's already complete. Uh, It's it's just 
the books are just heart-wrenching and gorgeous and the author is also gorgeous (laughs) 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 that that was my big thing for sunday that was the thing i was most excited about and we saw mean i mean we saw them we took some pictures but i i haven't been able to find them like they said they were going to email it to me and i haven't gotten anything yet oh those uh Oh, those, yeah. I, I can send them to you. I actually have them. I forgot to, yeah, I'll send them to you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have I have a copy of the one of the three of us, um, but, like, I put my email in so that they'd email. It was, what booth was it? The, uh, it's by the Dark Horse. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you, you, they have fun props, and they take, like, a pro picture of you, and they print it out right there, and then you can also email it to yourself. But I, I'll have to look through my email. I could have missed it, but... Um, and I also, I haven't posted my pictures from Sunday yet. So I, I do have some pictures of you and me and as one punch man. Yeah. That's what I was doing on Sunday. Again, I, I was, I, I thought I was only going to cosplay for one day, but I got into it. So Sunday I was with you for a bit and then I went, uh, with my friends, Chris and Laurel that came in as press and we walked around. We went to the gaming area of the building, which I hadn't been to before, uh, in the past. Is that where you learned the maid game? Yeah. I, I played Tanto Core, which is a maid game. Which you'd like, Kyle. Your, your job is to get maids in your employment to maximize your love. So I think, uh, <laughs> maximize my love. Yeah, and your VP. <laughs> and my DP? What? VP. Oh. Victory points. Oh I think it's it, it's a mod of Dominion. It's a it's a deck building game. You make your own deck and they kind of chain and do stuff. And It was pretty fun. It was surprisingly fun. I was making fun of it, but then I played it. It was good. <laughs> and uh, then uh, I, went, I was walking around uh, with my friends again, and I got recognized by one of our fans, Leah, who's a cosplayer. It's good to meet her. Oh, yeah, we got recognized oh. in the club. Oh, that's oh, really? right. That's right. I was like, oh, my goodness, we're, we're getting recognized. This is something I never <laughs> expected to happen to was me. It, was it from the, uh, like the, the panel, or they just knew you from the podcast? No, or it was from, from the panel. Yeah. yeah, there was a girl in the crowd. I was like, yo, you guys Was I the there? Panel. Yeah, you yes, were there. Yeah, you were there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> was she one of the ones to ask questions, or just some other person? Like you don't, uh, do you recognize um, her? Honestly, I could not give precise details that I like. Now <laughs> that you say, that, now that, you say <laughs> that we that that happened, I have this like vague memory of it. But like, <laughs> I, I have more of the memory of my meeting, so <laughs> mine was good. <laughs> it might have been the same person. So that was pretty much it. I went to one panel, Super Asian America, which was really interesting. They had Jean Yang on it who does the avatar comics and some other people and they were talking about race bending in recent works and and a really interesting panel yeah we went to some panels on sunday too because our flights were until the evening um i saw john green or not john green um hank green um if people know him from the blog weathers and scishow um youtube anyways if you're into youtube and he he runs helps run uh, vidcon my little shout out Uh, are you fans of sherlock by the way any of you or yeah, yeah, I went to the the Sherlock Nerd HQ panel uh, while well, actually the same time, about the same time Ashley was at the the Hank uh, Green panel. So, and that was really fun. Um, I, uh, I I I I have to write an article about it. There there were there were some you know, there were some audience things that were like guys. Stop. The whole giving people gifts is like cool, but like at least ask a question along with it. And and Zach <laughs> Levi, you know Zach Levi, who's running the panels, like he started calling them quips, <laughs> questions and gifts. 
so that was kind of funny. Um, And somebody asked, you know, Moffat about like queer representation. And he had, uh, honestly, off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you what he said, but he did have a really great answer for it. And I do have it noted down somewhere. So, so yeah, the Nerd HQ, this was the third Nerd HQ panel I've been to. I went to the Walking Dead one in 2013. I went to the Badass Women one last year and then the Sherlock one this year. And um, they were all really good. So. Nice. And of course, all the money goes to charity. So who can? Wait, argue so you have to buy a ticket or something for that, right? To get into those. Yeah, yeah. They're like twenty dollars, though. I think they're super. They're not expensive, and I mean, you yeah. can get into Nerd HQ, like the building and stuff, for free. Um, and and if you're press, you know, you can contact them and ask them for a press seat at one of their panels. So nice. What else you got, mean? What's outside your I've, list I've, over I've, there? Yeah, I think I've checked through it. I'm just trying to see if I forgot anything. It looks like I covered everything. Sherlock, check. <laughs> yes. After that one, uh, Tara and I, we both went to, um, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, by representation in media panel. Hmm. Yeah, I think it was, and the, it was the, really the panel name was like bisexuality and beyond. And um, my only complaint about it is that they had too many panelists. Like, yeah, that's a problem. Like you can't get through, can't get yeah. your discussion. Yeah, they. I mean, they had the moderator, and then they had six or seven panelists. Yeah. And the thing was, like, all the panelists were super knowledgeable and yeah. should be there, but there was just too many, so it kind of some only got to make one comment, so it kind of felt like you were missing something yeah. there. It was still like, a really, I mean, it was still really a really good panel. Um, yeah, it, it was it was a really great environment. I think that room for that hour or whatever, I really enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah, and I took the train out actually. And business class is the way to go. It's a lot more relaxed. <laughs> you don't have to be in the lines for that. We just got in. Well, not all of us can afford business class. I mean, well, business class <laughs> is only like ten bucks more, and you, you actually get a guaranteed seat. Mm-hmm. So I think it's worth. Wait, that. you took a so, train, or what? Did you train yeah, to? Yeah, I trained up to LA. And stayed with my friend there, and then went out the next day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Maybe I'll do something like that next year because I I have a friend who's moving to LA, so that could be. It's cheaper yeah. to fly into LA. San Diego is so expensive. Mm. So yeah, kind of that, like... that, that's a, a thing. I actually have a friend mm. who moved to well, sort of like well, I don't want to say friend, but at the same time, I don't want to say acquaintance. So somewhere between acquaintance and a friend. Um, that I, I know that moved to LA and like I I was like oh maybe I'll see you at, in a random Facebook post and I we randomly ran into her on the street like at Comic Con with thousands of people I just randomly ran into her so it was really awesome that I got to see her again because I hadn't seen her in like five years or something that's awesome that was cool oh I, I met Echeb from Star Trek you know Echeb he was in Voyager oh yeah he, he, was, he was just there sitting in the panel watching stuff <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So that the random meetups is kind of cool, like that. So kind of, a, I guess, as a, as a conclusion, who is coming next year? So Kyle and Tara is, are you leaning toward it? Yeah. Yep. I'm. I'm very strongly. As long as we can get the panel again, I'm, sure you I'm, should. I mean, it was a big hit again, so they should. Yeah. Yeah. I'd really like to try to do it outside of the podcast, and like that way we could hopefully be in the main building. That would be. 
Yeah. Well, I I, 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 I mentioned this to them last year. Like it's not it's not like I I didn't ask. I, I said hey. No, I know, I know. That's just where they that's the problem. Us. People have to walk over there. Like if you look at people, like there's like 700 people confirmed online. Now not not all 700 are going to come, but if it's in the convention center, a larger fraction of that will. They don't have to walk all the way over to that area. Yeah. yeah. And we we had more people than a lot of the smaller panels. Like oh, we yeah. can fill a good sized room. Absolutely. Yeah. I felt so bad the Hank Green panel. I, I went in for the panel before to get a seat, and the guy was like, was like so excited. I was like, oh, all these people showed up. The panel was almost full. It's like, yeah, they're all here for Hank Green. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> yeah. it happens. <laughs> good. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun. It was great. I mean, it was a great convention. Good to talk about it again. And uh, we'll have our panel next year. We'll see who goes to it, but we're going to go for it. Are you going yeah. to Comic Con next year? I mean, it's, right now it's it really is a cost issue. It's, it's even with staying in the cheaper place, which is good. It's I don't know. I'll see how the my budget looks like for next year. Maybe if we can get some money. All right. <laughs> maybe we'll do a Patreon for the, <laughs> yeah. the podcast or something like that. I don't I mean, like that. And we we did Geekery. I hate doing it too, but the Geekery yeah. did a uh, Indiegogo last year, and like. Um, and honestly, like it was a lot of fun. Like we did little things like you, if you paid us like 50 bucks, you would get a postcard from every single writer who is attending Comic Con. And that was like a lot. It was like, uh, one from Hawaii, one from Australia, me in South Carolina, uh, one in Iowa, one in New York city. Um, you know, and, and we did like little little things oh the i did like a i dressed up as cersei there was like a milestone when we hit 500 dollars or whatever i would dress up as cersei and go in search of wine and like video like video record it and then you know put it on our youtube so there was a lot of like fun little things that we did and and like i wouldn't do it every year but i think you know a once you know once in a while thing you know, if you have fans who really want to see or hear your coverage of the convention, it's it's fine. Yeah, I yeah. was a little bit iffy about it before we did it, but then afterwards, I ended up really enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, I had a great time, uh, but but I was kind of playing it like, oh, this is going to be my last one, so I really enjoyed it that way. But I would go again if if I can confirm the budget. Well, let's wrap it up because coming right after this is the actual audio of the panel. All right. Awesome. Thank you for listening to uh, this episode of a podcast of Ice and Fire. Tara, thank you so much for joining us. Of today. course. Anytime, guys. There you go. Uh, Ashley, it was a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> it, it, honestly, it doesn't even feel like I did. Like, it just kind of like, okay, that's Kyle. I already know you. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you were, you know, you weren't a, weren't a robot. Um, yep. Awesome. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Stay tuned. We have the audio from our uh, Comic-Con panel, um, A Song of Ice and Fire and Game of Thrones fan discussion coming up next. So listen to that. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A-P-O-I-A-F. Join the forums. Join the discussion. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, Tara, where can uh, our listeners find you? Um, well, I write for thegeekyary.com. Uh, I, you can also visit my, uh, personal event planning business. It's sagaeventplanning.com. We, and from there you can get linked to Ice and Fire Con as well as, uh, Beach City Con, which is our new Steven Universe convention coming up, uh, next year. And my Twitter, Tumblr, uh, I think that's it, is at a geek saga. So... 
Awesome. Uh, until next time, guys. Take care. All right. See you next time. Bye. It's cast right before this to see, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was fortunate enough uh, around the premiere to actually have dinner with uh, Bran and Christian, or Isaac and Christian, excuse me, I'm getting all the names. And uh, Isaac was this, was, is a huge Song of Ice and Fire fan. And he was like losing his mind about Tower of Joy. And he was like, oh, I can't say it because HBO will get me in trouble. But <laughs> he was so pumped about that. But um, yeah, we got, uh, I think we can start going. So uh, we, we started this panel up last year because we were, I, I, I know I was personally a little disappointed that there was so little Game of Thrones stuff here at Comic-Con. It's like, unless you're sleeping out overnight to wait for Hall H. Uh, there really wasn't much else to do. There's a the Hall of Faces and everything, but uh, there wasn't really any other panels besides that, it seemed like. So uh, we just love talking about the books and talking about the show, so we wanted to get something together to have the fans come out and just kind of have a, have a good discussion about what we just saw last season, about uh, if the books will ever come out. Um, <laughs> so I think uh, we're just going to start off. We're going to introduce who we are, and then uh, we're just going to have a good discussion for a little while and we're gonna hopefully get some questions from you guys and we'll just kind of we'll have some fun so yeah uh my name is kyle maddock i am one of the hosts of a podcast of ice and fire not one of the founding members but these two were nice enough to bring me on and have me do it this past season i hosted the after buzz uh show uh after show for game of thrones as well and screen junkies was nice enough to have me on a couple couple times this season to talk about the show as well because they just started up an after show so uh, I'm doing a few things with that, and uh, I'll pass it along. Hi, I'm I'm a co-founder of a podcast of Ice and Fire, and the Bastards of Kingsway podcast, which is kind of like Game of Thrones intermingled with everything else, particularly anime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ashley Mitruck. I'm also a founding member of a podcast of Ice and Fire, and I help out with Ice and Fire Con. I'm Tara. I write for The Geekiary. Uh, I've been on Podcast Ice and Fire as a guest a couple times. These guys are real fun to uh, chat with. And I also founded and continue to organize Ice and Fire Con, which Ashley and Amin both attend. And uh, we're going to be in our fifth year next year. So we were actually the first one in the U.S., which I'm proud of. <laughs> Very nice. Awesome. So... Last year we had an easy question to start off with, which was, uh, do you guys really think Jon Snow is dead? <laughs> we found out this season he's back. He's yeah. good to go. Uh, we got some major stuff solved and whatnot. So I guess the beginning thing we can start off with this one is, uh, is, is, is Daenerys actually going to make it to Westeros? Or are they going to throw something in her path and she's going to have to turn around and go home? Are they teasing us with this? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm still wondering where the heck she's actually going considering the sun was setting behind her hmm. when she was sailing and I get it I get that that was just them trying to be you know cinematic and whatnot but uh we're Game of Thrones fans the Westeros is known as the sunset land so I'm just a little confused about why the sun is setting behind her she has to go east to go west whatever she's going the long way around they were secretly you know on top of it I think she's going to make it but I think she's got such a large force now compared to the other two kind of power factions left maybe she'll be a big storm and she'll lose about half of her force yeah Yeah. I think she's going to bump into Euron along the way and he's going to you know wreck her fleet enough she's going to go home (laughs) Uh, which are you guys with her? Think she's going to arrive in Westeros as a as the savior or a conqueror or, or 
What's going on? Honestly, Is- as soon as those Dothraki show up, everyone's going to turn against her. I don't see how hmm. she can bring foreigners into the country and have anyone support her unless, I mean, well, Cersei's in charge now, so maybe they will. Yeah. <laughs> I think it depends on whether or not she can, you know, keep them under control. I, like, I hate to say it that way, but keep them from you know, doing what they normally do when they conquer cities in Essos. Uh, And I'm not really sure she has the long-term power to, like, keep them from just doing what they have been doing for a very long time. Well, as long as she has her dragons, then she can control all of them. But she does have the, the, basically the whole south now. Like, she has what's left of the Dornish after that family. And then she has the Tyrells and their forces. I yeah. think I don't know if you agree that all the South is behind her or not. Yeah, I don't know. That's the yeah. thing. Like, uh, I think a lot of people are wondering if Cersei, who's behind her? Who does no. she still have to support her? Like the crown, like, who, who's, crown who's too loyal to the throne around there? I guess just the crown lands, just yeah. that small area. Yeah, I suppose. Is that it? Did the Tyrells take all of their I would think uh, so. all of their houses with them when they went, or did they just well, sort of break off on their own? They have the really arbor. That's where the boats are. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I also, like, we also saw Horn Hill this season, um, and I think they wouldn't have shown us that if it wasn't going to be important in the future, and I, I kind of think that that's probably her best bet, is to have the Tarleys with her and possibly Littlefinger if he gets too pissed off at Sansa. <laughs> Oh, little finger. <laughs> Could have 500 panels about that guy. <laughs> How do you think he felt about uh, uh, John being crowned king in the north there? What was that final look he gave Sansa? That, that was definitely that? not in his plan. Yeah. yeah so. no. Well, he saw it coming. I think that's what he was saying. Like, let's rally around you rather than this motherless bastard. But then by that point, it was too late. She refused him, and now he's king of the north now. Well, I think that was her taking, just giving herself a bit of agency, you know what I mean? Like, my theory is she she and Liana had, I think she, I think she went to Liana Mormont and said, you know, I need this to happen. Liana Mormont is very smart, but I think that Sansa had a hand in that because she knew that was the only way she could kind of get away from Littlefinger and not be forced to marry him, basically, for what he did for her by bringing the Knights of the Vale to save... Winterfell. Yeah, but that was such an awesome scene with Liana, like kind of shaming those guys for not showing up. Like, who, who loved it, Liana? Oh man! <laughs> yeah. Talk about a season of badass women, huh? Yeah. Especially yeah. at the end. We got uh, women are in charge right now. It's pretty tremendous. I mean, Cersei took over King's Landing in that brutal way. There, uh, Liana Mormont stepped up, kind of got things moving in the north. Uh, Daenerys is coming over. Yara is doing her thing. Possible coupling between the two. We <laughs> joked about that for a while, and we thought, oh, they're going to get together. But like, whoa, they could potentially get together. <laughs> there you go. Is anybody behind that one? We thought it was a crack theory. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool with the two of them there. But um, but she's looking for Daenerys is looking for a husband, or, or maybe she's not looking for a husband, but she kind of left Dario over there because it wouldn't look good because she's going to have to marry somebody out here. Do we believe that's going to be Jon Snow? It seems to be kind of the popular uh, theory. They, they've like killed off every other. Lord in her age range, so I, mean, I think that's all that's left. Yeah. Now, does it not creep you out that it's nephew and aunt? 
Not when you look at the rest of the Targaryen <laughs> or, or the Lannisters' situation. Are there other uh, are there other niece nephew couplings in the Targaryen tree? Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was in the, the Dance of Dragons. The, yeah, it the was uncle. The yeah, the Damon, I guess. Damon, that's yeah. it. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. Well, and I mean, on top of that, they're constantly marrying their brothers and sisters. So I think it's. Yeah. And, all, and, 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 and her and John are of an age. You know what I mean? They're they're about the same age. So. It's it's less creepy, honestly, in some ways than the. Am I the uh, oh yeah, uh, God, that creeps me out so much. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people are creeped out by Littlefinger and Sansa there. Yeah, a little bit. And uh, am I the only one who's kind of? No, all right I've never thing? said it before because I didn't know anyone else would be on my side, but you yes? and I feel all the right. same way. Yes. I'm down with that. Come on, I mean, Littlefinger could give her so much stuff. He's got what? He's the Lord of Harrenhal. He's got the veil. <laughs> I mean, Sansa's kind of learned that, you know, not very many marriages of love happen in Westeros. And yeah. uh, she could get a lot of, she'd get a head in the world if she went with Littlefinger there. He's just so creepy, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, she doesn't know what he's done to her family. Like, once she yeah. finds out about that, yeah. that could be the moment that she... I mean, she's already, you know, turned him down despite not knowing. Yeah. So once she finds out, uh, I don't know. I mean, but also, you know, we've got... Uh, Arya back in Westeros and she does know I think a little bit more than Sansa in some ways she's been gone but I mean she was there for the Red Wedding at the Red Wedding you know and she's uh, there are theories that Sansa was going to be the new Lady Stoneheart but now I guess maybe it's kind of Arya already considering she took down the phrase. Taking out the yeah. phrase. And gave us Manderly Pie. It's not Manderly Pie. It's not Manderly yeah. Pie anymore. It's Arya Frey yeah. Pie now. Do you think she'll be the one to go after Jamie? Oh. She does see him. Like, she was not but seen. She doesn't yeah. have a reason to like him. She doesn't have a reason to like him, but I guess she doesn't have a reason to hate him either. Oh, he's Lannister. Yeah. yeah. She's... I don't know. It depends on how dark they're going to make her character in the show or how much how much darker she's already pretty bad yeah are you guys all have you all read the books yeah yeah oh i gotta know it yeah all right. Yeah, it's not like we can do spoilers yeah. anymore. We're no, take but, it but, yeah, they're spoiling <laughs> us. Yeah. In a way, I mean, that scene is like a couple of scenes were like that, where they kind of had a nod to the books. It was a little bit different. Okay. They drew upon it, which I think was good. Very nice. Yeah. So, so let me so let me ask you guys this: as um, uh, our podcast here, we started off a couple of years before the show was a thing, and we're all about the books, and so we kind of look at the show from a book perspective in a way. And now we're in this unique position where. The books aren't finished. You guys know how it is. And the show is coming out. And they, they know the actual ending. And, and Benioff and Weiss have made a point that, you know, there are fluctuations in it. But they're staying true to pretty much uh, the major parts of the storyline. They know how it ends and they want to end it that way. Is there any part of you that regrets continuing watching the show as someone who started off as a book reader? Not yet, but I think we're getting to that point finally. Because certain characters kind of have, like, this plot armor. Like, the characters have made it to the end. This season, we knew we knew like the Danny John and the rest, but as we get closer to the end, that goes away. They could die, especially Danny, Danny versus John. I think one of them goes down, so <laughs> that that'll spoil major book elements there because they'll stick to it. Yeah, it, it it bothered me less than I than I thought it would. 
Like, I, I originally going into the season, I wasn't sure if I really wanted to watch it all. But then as I was seeing, I'm like, okay, well, I kind of knew this was coming. I kind of knew that was coming. It wasn't really a spoiler. But if we get into the end game, like what happens at the very end, then I, I don't know if I will continue. Ooh. I kind of watch it to mock it <laughs> these days. Um, I do enjoy, I do still enjoy it to an extent, but honestly, we watch it together sometimes uh, and, and with, a, with a group of friends as well. Um, so that's kind of the best part, I think, because we're all on the same page as book readers that we, and, and also like, I can't imagine not watching it even if I hate it, because like, even if I get to the point where I just can't stand it, I don't want to be spoiled by my friends who, don't know the you know who are, who are who are live facebooking it as it's like airing mm. yeah. like I, I don't want to be spoiled for stuff that I don't you know that hasn't even happened in the books yet by people posting it on Facebook I'd rather just suck it up and watch it yeah we're, we're so entrenched in the fandom that it's, it would be impor- impossible for us to avoid spoilers there you go yeah yeah what about you guys are you glad you kept on watching yeah? yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing like spoiled you. You got mad. You were like, "Damn it, they, they, uh, they confirmed R plus L equals J." I'm so mad. I wanted to <laughs> Didn't know that was actually going to happen. <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> and there's a lot of things because it's changing around. So things that happen now, like we go, "Is that a spoiler?" I don't know. We're not entirely sure. You think George is sitting at home going, yeah, suckers. <laughs> Changing everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly, probably. George kind of seems like that type of person. I mean, R plus L equals J has been, was that like the first big theory? You know, I feel yeah. like it, it was. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't read the books in the 90s when they first came out. I was a little bit young, but, uh, you know, I think that the show did a good job with it, but I think they were still trying to have it not be so obvious, you know, but then the lip, like, lip readers were able to suss out that, that Liana said his name was, uh, Jaharis, was that what it was? Oh, I've heard, I've heard different theories. Yeah, yeah. not John. <laughs> no, no, yeah, he, he's, his, I'm pretty sure she said his name was Jaharis, and, like, it was, it was, it was, like, lip readers who said, like, we can, and then I watched it again, and I was, like, I was, like, turning the volume all the way up, listening, listening, listening. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure she does say, if it's not Jaharis, it is some, it is definitely a Targaryen name. And if she had been kidnapped and raped, as was like, as some people, you know, seem to think, like, why would she be naming her son after Targaryen? So, I don't know. Yeah, there's still theories about Arpa Sal equals J somehow. It's, it's, not, it's not totally confirmed. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he was naming it, uh, he was naming his kids after Aegon the Conqueror and his sister wives. And, and so, um, John would actually be the last one, which would be the male version of, uh, of it would be Viserys. Uh, yeah. They kind of were using that name already, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that would be Daenerys' brother, yeah. right? But uh, George, you know, I mean, Tar- there are so many Targaryen yeah. names that they use over and over again. It's not like they're changing it for the show. It's not Yara that they're changing George, it. George gets tired of, of having to come up with names that have A-E in them so many times. <laughs> I'm just going to name them all Jaharis. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of curious like, if anyone has read like, The World of Ice and Fire, those kind of like background books. Yes. Yeah. yeah, okay. 
But that was, I found the understanding of Targaryens from that book. Before that, I was like, what's going on? Oh, yeah. so much. Yeah, or, or reading the, the yeah. Dance of Dragons bit with the, yeah. the Royal yeah. Prince and uh, the yeah. Princess and the Queen. Yeah. That was really cleared yeah. up a lot. Yeah, which, which side were you on in that war? I think you were green or black? I think you were black. I think so, yeah. yeah. I was green. Yeah. <laughs> I was black. And all, me and I always. Oh, yeah, we're always opposite here. sides. You were black fires, you were black, I was red. I'm all about the black fires. There yeah. you go. I was a fan of him until I read the Rogue Prince, and I'm like, oh, no, he's... Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say that word here. <laughs> I think you can in the Game of Thrones world. <laughs> They're warning us on the back that yeah. maybe oh, yeah. under, people under the age of 18. So. <laughs> oh, good thing. So let's head back to the show here. We, yeah. uh, you mentioned Lady Stoneheart at one point, who is obviously not in the show anymore. Yeah. And it seems like her time has come and gone. Uh, they kind of went back for yeah. a few storylines, but it doesn't seem like she's going to make it back into this. Um, and because of that, we have Beric, Lord Beric, still around. So what's, what's he doing? They kind of gave a little speech about the, the Night's King um, and everything, but what's he still doing there? What's, yeah. what's his goal? I think that he's going to, I mean, it's not clear, but I think he's going north to go to John, I think. That's kind of the idea of maybe fight the others. And that's an interesting parallel that you'll have a red god priest there with John, and then Danny already has the red gods like priestess with her. So it's kind of like they both have like this religious element when she was reborn in fire and he was reborn up in ice. And so I think that's gonna be a conflict. I mean there'd also be a love, but it's gonna be a bittersweet okay. conflict, yeah. Yeah. Any thought about Barrett? I was shocked to see him again. <laughs> like, because he hasn't been around for a while. And of yeah. course, in the books, he gave up his, his life to give Lady Stoneheart, you know, Catelyn life. And again, and uh, I, I don't really know what to think about it, honestly. I mean, Melisandre is traveling south. Uh, she's going south. She's leaving the north. Um, she's probably going to run into Arya again because uh, she specifically said that she would see her again back in season whatever, two, three. Um, I'm, I, I guess, I, and, and I would guess that he, Beric and, and, and Thoros and me are going to run into Melisandre as well, so it's going to be an interesting... I, I feel like Melisandre needs to meet another red priest. I, I feel like that'll have something come out of it. Like, she's very upset right now. Yeah. <laughs> and she like she needs her faith restored, I guess. I mean, it, oh, that was another thing, you know, Melisandre is super old, which is which is what has <laughs> been a book theory for so long yeah. and it's like that was another like little theory that I was just like confirmed. Uh, confirmed. Okay. Thanks guys. George, <laughs> where are you? <laughs> but they're putting off next season, so like there's is a chance maybe that we'll have a book before then. Are you still on it? You think a book's gonna come out before the show? Well, yeah. <sighs> I, I'm hoping for it, you know, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're postponing next season. I don't know when exactly it's gonna air, but it's, they've been- Summer of uh, 2017. Okay, yeah, yeah so it's summer, okay, so. Just a few months. Yeah, yeah but yeah. that gives George a few more months. I hear everybody complaining about the wait for the next season. I'm like, oh, oh, just <laughs> you have Yeah, yeah, no. We had the, the Dance of Dragons wait was- six years yeah. or so? I think when Dance came out, we were like, 2016 was our prediction, and so we're off, we're off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I mean, it is five yeah. years since Dance came out. Yeah. It's five years this month, so. Well, wasn't the wait for Dance five years as well? Yeah, five or it's six, just yeah. about the same yeah. length right now, yeah. Guys, how's the wall coming down? 
Yeah, where are the horns? Yeah. No one has any yeah. horns. And he gets out of the wall. Yeah. The only thing I can think yeah. of in the show is that uh, Brand got marked, right? And that was it. And because of that, the, the whites and the others and everybody were able to yeah. get through the magic of, uh, of the Three-Eyed Raven's tree. And so I'm thinking, is he going to go through the wall and then just kind of forget that this mark gives the Night King and his people the ability to pass through the wall? Is the wall not I, coming down in the show? Thing is, I feel like the Night King would have just marked someone a lot sooner if that was the issue. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he had to mark him through the dream. Oh, right? So it wouldn't be as simple as just, you know, walking up to somebody and holding their hand. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he did do it through the dream there. And the other three-eyed raven kind of uh, was smart enough not to... Not to go. I think the mark maybe is like a backup in case they don't want to bring on the wall, but I think they'll bring on the wall because what a scene would that be, right? If like the wall comes down. I mean, that would be amazing yeah, to see, yeah. but they haven't really set it up. There was a horn in the in the bundle of of um, dragon glass that they found, I believe, in yeah. season two, was it? Yes. Yeah, um, but had they that? never said anything about it. So it seemed kind of awkward if they're like, hey guys, remember that uh, little horn we found a while ago? Yeah, that's actually very important. Um, <laughs> sorry. And Sam's not even there, so <laughs> is anybody alive that was there with them when they found it? Jeez. Um, so I don't know if it's coming down. I think it might be the mark. I see some nods about the mark. Does anybody else have any theories about how, how the wall's going to come down? Does anybody? Is that the only way? Dragon fire. Dragon fire. There we go. Daenerys comes over and... Just burns that down. It just washes down. It's a big waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's people on Reddit have calculated like if it actually crashed, it would create like a tsunami wave that hits SOS or something. And really? Like, yeah, from the impact of the water. Oh, the people of Reddit. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's what. That's my concern or confusion is like. The wall can't just, I would assume, isn't or can't just disappear. So, will it have an like a major, you know, physical effect on the surrounding landscape if it's yes. melted or if it just crashes down? I mean, this is how many hundreds of feet tall is it? Yeah, 600, feet. 600, 800. Yeah. I mean, this is a lot of of ice that uh, can't just like <laughs> if it melts. Or, or crashes down, it's going to cause some pretty big issues. Bye-bye, uh, Castle Black, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean... Well, I feel George is the kind of writer that would take that into account. Like, he's, oh, not, he he's not just going to let it go. No, yeah. He absolutely would. My question, I guess, is maybe whether Benioff and Weiss yeah. would. Yeah. It'll just disappear. <laughs> we love Dorn. Here at the podcast of Ice and Fire, we should yeah. have a moment of silence for the yeah. Dorn plot. Does anybody uh, the, the show the show watchers the ones who said they haven't read the books? Do you guys like Dorn? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Dorn is so badass. And what did they do to it in the yeah. show? This is, uh, I love the show. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love the show. But what they did to Dorn, I just, yeah. I lose sleep over this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, they're going to avenge the family by killing more family. It just, it, it lost me there. It's so sad. Because in the books, actually, yeah. the plan to go get Daenerys and everything is, is, is the Martellus. It's his. Yeah. 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 He actually yeah. is Dorn's yeah. plan. He sends yeah. his son to go get Daenerys. Yeah. And then in the show, they have they have her kill him yeah. and then her plan is to go get to Mary so it's yeah. like oh you should have talked about it before you killed him but it had it all worked out yeah, but, uh, yeah. And, and on top of that uh, Martin very specifically has been releasing new chapters of Winds of Winter it's like either just before or just after the show does something pretty major and one of the things he did uh, not long after the whole Dorn collapse 
in episode one was release a new Arion chapter that had previously, I think, been maybe read somewhere, but there hadn't the text of it hadn't been released. And it's just, you know, more of Arian's story. So it's kind of interesting that he would that he releases these things, especially this Arian chapter right after, you know, right after the Sand Snakes just take over Dorne and, and none of them have the Martell last name. So House Martell in the in the show is extinct. Yeah. So this is interesting. Well, I mean, just the fact that it just says Dorne on the map shows that there's no complexity to Dorne in the show. The Sand Snakes are just simple yeah. characters. Yeah. 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 Bent on revenge, yeah. killing everybody. Bent on revenge. <laughs> Were you ever gonna see Gendry again? He's on a boat. <laughs> Maybe Brienne and uh, Podrick are going to run into him, because they're on a boat now, too. They're on a boat, yeah. <laughs> and that worries me, because we didn't see them after they got in that rowboat. <laughs> like... There's some crazy Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. 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 I know, like, like uh, kind of party out there. Like Gargoyles, we had, like, that boat that went around. Yes. The That's probably what the boat from Avalon. Yeah. They just kind of teleport yeah. wherever they're needed. <laughs> so Littlefinger has one of those? What's that? Littlefinger yeah. has one of those? A little finger, yeah. yeah. They, well, they, te- they teleport all over the place. That's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah. Littlefinger's TARDIS. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm wondering, like, is he just renting them out? That's where he gets all his money. Because look yeah. at how fast uh, Olena got yeah. to Dorne and uh, how fast Varys got from Essos to Dorne and then back to Essos, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Or, or maybe, I don't know. It, it, everything yeah. moved. They're very vague. They give up on time, timelines at the end. They just they wanted to fit it all in, right? They, well, they just give up on I guess yeah. my thing is it's yeah. like they don't, no, they don't show time passing very well in the yeah. show. So like, well, I, I don't know about you, but I don't really want to watch a show where I just watch the clock. Oh, absolutely yeah. not! No, yeah. no, no, absolutely not. I just, I'm just, I just mean, and I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't want them to do like a three weeks later, you know, or yeah. whatever thing constantly. But I feel like the editing in at times is just really. It makes it seem done. small, like that the the continent's small, but it's not. Like well, especially you don't get, you don't get a feel to, yeah. for the size. Especially compared to season one, you know, where it actually did take them, you know, several episodes, you know, to get from Winterfell to King's Landing. But now everybody's just we're getting through, yeah. flying everywhere. We have yeah. two abbreviated seasons left. We got to yeah. get around the place. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that they they're doing that and not trying to stretch it out too long. I think, like for example, the the play scene in in Essos, the scene. I mean, it, it was okay in some sense, but I felt it was kind of filler at the same time. If you want to see a good play scene. The Avatar: The Last Airbender. It's one of the best episodes where they they parody stuff. But in, in this one, I think it was just extensive. It was too long. Right? Yeah. yeah, that lasted the plaything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She went and saw it like yeah. what two or three times, yeah. and I was like, Oh god, are we watching this again? <laughs> I just it felt like filler. Yeah, yeah. And and for a show that's based on books that are have lots of stuff they can put yeah, in there, they're, they're so deep. It's just yeah. especially right now. Like I'm rereading Game of Thrones at the moment, and uh, it's it, it's just like the detail and everything. And obviously, in a show, they can't go into that. But it's like then they insert these things like that play scene that are just come on, guys. No. This isn't funny. I know you want it to be, but it's not. What's the hound's role gonna be? Oh my gosh. Like the hound, so. Is he the prince yeah. that was promised? Yeah. I can argue that point. He's got the well, smoke, he's got the fire, he's got his face burned, he's fulfilled. Yeah. I, he, I that prophecy like, is so vague, I think yeah, everybody in the show fit that damn yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, but, but he's gotta meet up with Sansa again at some point. Yeah. yeah. Like well, you're crushing on that. You ship that. He's heading that direction, right? So, could happen. Yeah. Well, it's. 
everything everything's moving up north now. Like yeah. it seems like the whole storyline. But I also wonder if there's going to be Brienne again running into him. Hmm. He seems to have been over that. He doesn't seem too pissed off about it when he was talking about it. So I don't think yeah, there's a reason. Yeah, he was fair and square. Yeah. I mean. yeah. <laughs> well, show wise in the books that would never happen. It's so fair. sad that they didn't that they didn't utilize Ian McShane more. And I I'm sure he's just so busy. Obviously, American Gods and everything. Um, but like, oh, he was only in like that one episode yeah. and only yeah. not even very much of it. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad Sandor is back. I hope he makes nice. his way up north, or at least at some point meets up with Sansa again. I just feel like that is a that their story is it, it's George's Beauty and the Beast of of Song of Ice and Fire, really. Yeah, so sure. I don't necessarily think that there's going to be any sort of relationship between them, especially with the age difference in the show. But I mean, Sansa has a way of gathering strong people around her, Brienne being one, I mean, even, or strong and loyal, really, Brienne, Podrick. Uh, Are you trying to say Podrick's strong? Is, is that what you're doing? <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say Brienne and Podrick anyway. Are you kidding me? Podrick is. Yeah, the, the big no, question is, yeah. are we going to get Clegane yeah. Bowl? I, uh, you guys heard for that? You want some yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, kind of teased out, and then they just said, "Oh no, trial by combat," and then she like blew up everybody. Yeah. yeah. But now she's queen yeah, again, so yeah. she can do trial by yeah. combat and but just make a random fight. Yeah, but in, and that was a terrorist act because in one, she, she didn't distinguish between anybody; she just killed everyone, and two was meant to inspire terror, and it did. So mm. It was right in the middle of King's Landing, right? Yeah, but see, yeah. The, the, the faith had all the small folks. So now everyone's going to be pissed at her. Like, yeah. how is it not going to turn into open rebellion? Yeah. Because they're all afraid of her. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's only kind of that the Is she going to blow up the rest of the city? I mean, yeah. there's a lot more caches of wildfire yeah. around. Yeah. Well, that, that is a possibility, and that's a theory that when the dragons come over, they could, they could just set it off and blow up King's Landing. Yeah. Who do you think is yeah. going to take out Cersei? The prophecy. Tyrion. Now, in the show, in no, the not, show not actually Tyrion, though. Tyrion, though. Jeremy, I think. Yeah, Jeremy. They don't mention yeah. it in the, in the show. We don't have the well, final prophecy. Yeah. Oh, they didn't put it in? Not that I remember. No. Oh, yeah, no, they, they haven't mentioned yeah. the long time. Yeah, it's not in the show about the long <laughs> Yeah. Are you sure? Not in, not in that flashback? I'm getting confirmation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I say a lot of wrong things over there. Very often, but I have confirmation yeah. here. Oh, no, I mean, I just, I just, you know, they did the flashback for her, and that was the first one they did, you know, ever, and I just, I, I guess I don't remember that they didn't yeah, say the anything about the Valon card. Yeah. But I mean, Jamie, it was—it's really strange because you know he talks—he talks to Brienne when she comes to the you know River Run, and and he's saying that he still loves Cersei and all this stuff. Uh, but then like the the look on his face when he goes back to King's Landing and sees her being crowned is kind of you know, and he obviously yeah. knows what happened, he knows, he's, he rides into the city and the, the sept is still smoking and everything, um, and, and their, their last child is dead, you know, I, I do think it's still going to be him, honestly, yeah, even if yeah. they haven't mentioned the whole Valencar thing, uh, I, if it's not him in the show, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still a stickler for the fact that it's going to be him in the books, I think he yeah. has to, that's the only way for him to kind of rid himself of the, the poison that she is injected with. Well, he might die at that point too, probably. But yeah. 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 So we got Jamie. Does anybody think Tyrion's gonna do it? I think there'll be a reunion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, well, maybe it'll be both of them. Mm. 
Because the yeah. younger brother. Let's do this together, yeah. brother. They're both younger. So just like, oh, your theories are wrong. <laughs> going to theories potentially, I guess. Theory? Well, yeah. you're the theory man. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah, well, I mean, the one I always kind of talk about because I don't like, but it gains more and more strength is Tyrion is a Targaryen theory. I was just going to yeah. ask about that. Because yeah. <laughs> we have related to Danny and John. Well, John now confirmed too. And then okay. Tyrion is like the third head. Do you yeah. think he's a Targaryen? Unfortunately, it seems that, that it will be. I mean, they might not confirm it, but maybe they will in the show, I think, like he's, that uh, the Mad King had an interest in his mother. And uh, there's like a various, I mean, his look, his look kind of, and like he survived grayscale, whereas other people got it and that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. it kind of, there's more and more and more there. In Are the, the Targaryens in yeah. grayscale? Not quite. I think mean, there's a couple of the distant ones that, that got it. So he leaves that door open. But yet he was like right there, both books and show, and nothing happened to him. And then Jorah got it, and then John got it in the books, John Huntington. So I think it's being set up more and more that he could be. I and mean, he has dreams of dragons, and he knows about dragons and all that. And he, well, he visited the dragons. Yeah, and they the dragons looked at him. Yeah. kill him, yeah. so. so... it's more and more going toward that, which I, I don't like. I want him to be Tywin's son, like, biologically as well, because... Not that it validates what Tywin did, obviously it doesn't, but it right. still kind of throws a wrench in that relationship. Well, and it, it also yeah. makes it, you know... If, if, if Tywin wasn't his father, then Tyrion killing him doesn't, you know... If you... If, if, yeah. I, I, it obviously, like... It's 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 kind of a, it's yeah. a curse thing, but I don't know yeah. if it's actually legit. But but yeah, yeah he's still his son, him. like in intellectually and like politically. But yeah. still, I want him to also be. I, 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 I like the idea yeah. too much that Tyrion is his son, his Tywin's son. Yeah, yeah. So Jaime Lannister yeah. told him too. Like Jaime's not your son. This whole time, Tyrion is. Yeah. yeah, the whole time yeah. Tyrion's yeah. like, "You're not my son," or blah blah blah, and everything. Having him be the actual, be an actual son. Like I, I just want that. Yeah, I don't want this Tyrion yeah. stuff. I do want him to be a dragon rider. It could be. You don't have yeah. to be Targaryen or Valyrian to do that. It helps. Yes. But I mean, he also I have a theory where he's like a chimera. He's like both Tywin's and the Mad King's son. That's why his eyes are different colors and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a possibility. I don't know if George knew about it, but, <laughs> but he did have a Malus the Monstrous that had like a head on him, and that's also kind of I think a chimera as well. So okay. He would maybe be aware of it. Yeah, yeah I've, I've heard this that guy's theory. Got some crazy shit. I no, I've heard that theory. Yeah, the the yeah. one where he is somehow both Tywin's and Ares' son, yeah. and, and then of course there's, there's also no way that'll ever get confirmed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> and then there's also like the theory that it's not even Tyrion who is the Targaryen; it's Cersei and or Jaime. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. Cersei's a crazy dark character. Yeah, she fits it in the way she's acted with the yeah. whole fire thing, but I think World of Ice and Fire kind of suggests that it's not due to timelines. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, I, yeah. It, it would be pretty impossible, I think, because yeah. uh, they were born too long after the wedding where the Mad King supposedly took, you know, liberties. Yeah. Uh, so it was too long after Tywin and Joanna's wedding, and then he kept, you know, Joanna stayed at uh, Casterly Rock, you know, for a very long time and, and had them at Casterly Rock and then went to to King's yeah. Landing, so. And you mentioned Aegon kind of Blackfire, maybe like expand a little bit. Do, do people have heard about Aegon being a Blackfire kind of theory? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so the... Um, well, I mean, I don't think, I, they, they, yes, there are theories that he actually is uh, Rhaegar's son, but uh, yeah, personally, I believe he's a Blackfire, which I'm not sure exactly the lineage, um, you know, but but I, we know yeah. so many of the Blackfires went to Essos, and we also know that uh, Illyrio and Varys have been playing, you know, those their games for yeah. so, so long that it's just, 
it makes more sense. It, it makes sense to me that he is of Targaryen blood, but not, you know, not he's not Rhaegar's son. Yeah. Like, that, that would just be... He's, he's a red herring, you know what I mean? And he's not even in the show, which kind of sadly almost proves how unimportant he's probably going to be to the end game in the books. Um, well, Tyrion screws him over, too, because he was planning to go to see Daenerys, and kind of he plays him to go west. Yeah. And now he <laughs> goes without any support, and he's going to be ultimately in trouble, I think, in the long run. Yeah, meanwhile, yeah. Tyrion is yeah. with Daenerys in the show, yeah. and pretty much, you know, going to end up in Marine with her in the books, I would think like he's he's right outside yeah. the walls and, and they're about to, you know, we got the one Barristan chapter uh, where he goes out to yeah. fight, you know, the slavers, so Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> what are the theories you got? Didn't you have your the one you mentioned every year with the oh, Merlin? Far, yeah. Faris is a Merlin? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even remember the facts yeah. of that. Oh. It was like, all the, all the descriptions yeah. are like he like slithers across the floor. Fish so, yeah, fish, superhuman yeah. fish strength. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how he's able to get, you know, all over the place well, really fast. The Manderleys are Merlings too. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah. Exactly. So. I mean, it's so obvious because of their uh, sigil. No, yeah. Is it just the Manderleys and Varys who are supposedly Merlings, or is that? Is there somebody else? I feel, I feel like that theory has expanded. Yeah. I mean, it, this, yeah. is, this is this is most of what I've seen has been from like Reddit, you know, yeah. and and there uh, that the Song of Ice and Fire Reddit gets pretty deep into some crazy crazy stuff. So uh, I, I want to say there was even a rumor that maybe Littlefinger was. I think he he has a so. ship, maybe the Merlin King or somebody does. Oh no, it's might... that Littlefinger yeah. works for the Merlings. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, whatever. Um, oh, no, it's all mapped yeah. well, out. If the wall it's comes down, that's good for them. There'll be more water around. Yeah. So they, yeah. It'd be great for the man, yeah. at least. Well, I do want to mention for Aegon, it kind of ties in, like, explains why Illyrio didn't care about Danny at all. He kind of, it seems like maybe he's wanted to send Danny ahead first yeah. with the Dothraki to cause trouble. And then, oh, Aegon comes in and cleans out the Dothraki for you. Like, that was probably his initial plan, but he keeps changing his plan. Well, I mean, and I, it's him and Varys working together, yeah. so, um, I mean, that's the, the, the sad truth of it is that right now, they're, they're probably, even Illyrio, though we haven't seen him in so long, and even though Aegon isn't in the show, like, the, Varys and Illyrio are probably the two, like, strongest players, yeah. you know, because nobody really knows what they're doing in yeah. the background. We as readers know a lot more about it, but nobody else has witnessed it, really. Uh, except for, I mean, Arya overheard oh, yeah, that conversation like yeah. in Game of Thrones, but, um, Do you, you think know, anything will one. come of that? Like, will she ever put that together, or was that just there for the reader's benefit? I'm not sure. Um, I would like her to put two and two together. I mean, right now she is so angry and a little bit lot crazy and I mean honestly when, when somebody is that you know mentally like affected uh, you know and has experienced that sort of tragedy and everything it's really hard to remember like little things like that I think um, it would be cool if she did but I don't I don't know that it matters um, 
I think it was, you know, they George just needed us to know that Illyrio and Barris were working together. As, yeah. You know, and, and, and I actually like that he gave that information to us so soon and then didn't really bring it up again until book five. You know, it's one of the beautiful things about the series that there's these little things, you you know, these yeah. little scenes, these little conversations, these... Every time you reread the books, there's yeah. something new. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. A... <laughs> and that was, I mean, that's how they got rich, too, was stealing something and selling it back like at a higher price. And that's yeah. the throne, basically. Take the throne, bring it back, yeah. and that's the plan. That's the plan? Yeah. Do you guys want to take some questions? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Ideally, if you can come up to the mic so we can uh, hear it. You got any questions? You guys want to yeah. talk about it? Yeah. Oh, there we go. There we go, yeah. <laughs> Do we have a prize, potentially? That yeah, there, yeah. yeah, there is yeah. a prize. Yeah. A little, yeah, a so you need to ask a question to be eligible. Let's try it. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> okay, so I'll ask you guys a question. Yeah, okay. Okay. Try. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Oh, no, hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, I'm Alexandra. I actually uh, co-created Got Friends, um, which is another Game of Thrones podcast that we're kind of, we tend to just show during the season. Um, we did attempt a rewatch, reread of all four seasons last summer, which went kind of off the rails during Clash of Kings. But yeah, <laughs> we quickly realized this wasn't going to work. Um, but one of the things we really fixated on that I'd forgotten about was Jingle Bell, or not Jingle Bell, um, Patch Face. Uh, Stannis's fool who spends time under the sea is brought back, supposedly, had, is brought back, is found days later on the beach, is supposed to be ice cold. Feel, I, yeah. Something is tickling my memory that we've seen something like this happen before. What do you guys make of that? Do you think we're going to see some, do you think we're going to get more fleshed out, more stuff fleshed out with the drowned god and that's maybe somehow related, or maybe there are merlings, or? Yes. I, I, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm a really big fan of the how, the mythology going on. I know like the, the, there's the storm god as well. I was more on that coast. So yeah. I'm wondering if all the different, if the faith in the different gods is going to come up again, like have like more of a religious battle because there are so many and they all seem to have power. Like the, the seven, the seven, yeah, the seven the are the only yeah. ones that we haven't seen. There's still that yeah. Cersei might be pregnant. Theory. Oh yeah, because she she had sex on the altar of the mother of the mother. Ah, but it doesn't so. need the mother's help to get pregnant though. Like, well, no, well, yeah. <laughs> she was on her period. Oh yeah, but that still could happen. There's yeah. so many much of the powers are coming back. Okay, so yeah. the question is, yeah. are they assigning the faith to the powers, or are the powers creating the faith? Like, I think that the powers exist. Whether like the gods exist or not is another question. But like the powers are there, except the seven still are lacking. Yeah. They suck. Well, hasn't George yeah. said that the gods yeah. are not active in this world? Is that, like, hasn't he made that statement? Is it, I don't think he, he leaves it up. I think he leaves it up to be decided. Like, he, he, it's not... Sorry? Okay. okay. Yeah. There you go. So, speak more. Yeah. So, but with Patchface, I think Melisandre's uh, warns against him, actually. So, like, what he says is relevant. Like, he predicts things. I think he, oh, yeah. Either Red Wedding or the Purple Wedding he predicts. I think it was Red Wedding. I think so. And then he yeah. says, like, a scaled, like... Like bird or something, which could be John Pond getting grayscale. There's, there's a lot in what he says, so he's worth looking at. And yet another yeah. character that could be Azura High. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he's he's not like even though he hasn't appeared in the show, he he like you said, he predicts so much in the books that I feel like there is and there is definitely something behind you know him basically being thrown back from the ocean. I really should have died. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely interested to see where George goes with that because he's a character with so little power and yet he says such important things. 
you know. Very Shakespearean fool. Yeah. Okay. The crazy one is actually knows everything that's going on. That's cool. All right, what's up, man? Let's do this. Uh, hi there, my name's Ross, uh, and I, you know, I, I'm from Austin, and so in University of Texas, we actually hosted a Game of Thrones class. Oh. We did literary criticism of the first two Game of Thrones books. That's awesome. And so my question kind of comes from that, because I wrote my final paper on uh, Littlefinger, specifically how Littlefinger abused Keynesian economics in order to prep the realm for self-destruction. Mm-hmm. And so my question to all of you, really, and I know you love Littlefinger, so I'll, I'll kind of go. So my big question is this: Why does Littlefinger work? And I mean that in the sense of, in the world, he doesn't have the context. He doesn't have the you know, he doesn't have the familiarity, and he's kind of angered some powerful houses by making a fool of himself and getting nearly killed by, you know, Brandon back when he was a kid. So, in your opinions, why was he able to pull it off? I mean, you know he's, he's smart, but what is it about Littlefinger that makes him so hard to figure out for so many people in many of the books? Because he's like a, kind of a comic book villain. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's, middle it's, finger in the show. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because he's so unassuming. He's not a very mm-hmm. tall person. They they have a lot of you know people's stature. They they put a lot of faith into that. And he he's so unassuming. He's not a highborn like he's a lord, but he's not high enough for him to be actually in the power struggle. And he's very well educated. He 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 knows when to smile. He knows you know when to just go along with what everyone else is doing and he knows whose ears to be whispering in. Well, and he's a little bit of like a like a psychopath or sociopath. Yeah, he's he's uh I mean even again rereading Game of Thrones right now, like I just got to Catelyn just got to uh King's Landing and met with met with Littlefinger and everything and and it's just that whole reading it from Catelyn's point of view is is very uh it points out like she this this is a boy who she knew as a kid and she knows that he can be trouble but she's still like oh but he's just little finger yeah. you know and and the fact that you know this this woman who probably knew him as well as almost anybody else ever could or did uh is also you know taken in by him is it, it just speaks to how easy it is for him to manipulate people. It, it's also, um, he hasn't been reaping rewards until recently, and this yeah. is, it's only now that people are starting to question it when he got Hall. So him just being in the background, people just don't think he's doing anything. Yeah, and he's, he, in, in the books, he's good at sucking up to people. Like, he's good with friendly in the books, the show it friendly doesn't like him. And I think Tywin or someone kind of sums it up. He says he has no, like, armies he can command. He has no lords that follow him, so he's not seen as a threat. He's seen as someone useful, someone who's running the economy pretty well, but I do agree, I think he kind of set up the economy to fail. Uh, Stephen Apple also talks about that in his blog online, I think he set up everything to fail. I gotta imagine, I, I gotta ask, what's, what's holding him back from getting exactly what he wants? He doesn't seem to have, at least at the beginning of his journey, all that much to lose. Well, he wanted Caitlin to begin with. Yeah, yeah. he wants Caitlin. Yeah. And, and then she's gone, and then, but it's like, you know, when, when I set out to do something, or like in my, in my my work world or anything, I'm like, well, okay, what if I fail this? Uh, I won't be able to pay my rent or whatnot. I won't have a house. Littlefinger doesn't seem to have much to lose. He's kind of like, 
all right, I'm going to go get what I want, and there's nothing holding me back. Yeah, and that's, uh, the show kind of shows that as well. Yeah, like he, he's willing to destroy everything if he can be the king of Asher. So he's, he'll do anything possible to, yeah. to get where he wants to go. Yeah. yeah. I think without those, without those barriers in the way, I think he has a much easier time of just making it happen. And he doesn't seem to be upheld to all the honor and everything of all the other men. So he's a master player up there with Barris, right? He sets up people even to like oppose him, like Lynn Corbray, but actually they're working for him. So it's yeah, Susan, right? He's not, yeah. he's not confined to the rules of yeah. society in that way. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank, thank you. you very much. I'm going to go to that class. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can do a guest lecture or something. Yeah. How you doing? Hi, uh, my name is Gary. I'm from Virginia. Big fan of the show and the books. Um, on the topic of like crackpot and like, crazy theories, um, I heard from a friend uh, a while ago that says basically in the books, uh, uh, the high septum is a hell of read. Because um, both I've heard that, yeah. the high septum and Helen Reed, they have like uh, very dirty like hands yeah. and feet, and um, I think in certain like dialogue uh, in the high septum like Cersei, uh, the high septum has a lot of these uh, proclivities for Ned Stark, and he's like sympathetic to Ned Stark. So I'm not sure if that theory has any if it's like valid or if it's like legitimate. I've heard the theory. I, I don't personally believe it's true. Yeah. Um, I feel like someone from the north would have noticed. Well, yeah. I guess there aren't. I don't even think it's the north. notice, really. But I mean, he, he yes, he shows respect for Ned, but it's more like you defamed that place where he died. And uh, I think it's he for somebody from the north, he's kind of up like set loose the seven again. That's not good for the north in the long run. I don't think he'd be dumb enough to do that. In the short run, it might work against the Lannisters, but yeah, north, I, I, I think the theory more came about yeah. is more people wondering where is Hallen Reed. Yeah, like, I think that's the bigger yeah, question. Yeah, where is, is he? Yeah. when is he going to show up? Yeah, I mean, I think he's exactly where yeah. he's he is. having a party with Ned's bones up there. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Grey Water Watch. He's keeping yeah. them safe. So yeah. But he's like the yeah. guy who will confirm Jon yeah. Snow is pretty much what everyone believes is yeah. his role. Well, yeah, he's, he's, you know, Bran has had the, in the show, he's had the, the visions yeah. or, the, or the, you know, flashbacks through the weirwood. Oh, yeah. Well, the weirwood backstab, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was something more than a backstab, though, in the books. I think it was either, like, some sort of unorthodox marsh fighting technique or magic, I think. Not just, like, a backstab. But, yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, so, I mean, Bran, you know, Bran has seen... You, you know, we've seen through Brian Arpels, like, well, Jay confirmed, but somebody needs to confirm that to everybody else in Westeros, and Hallow Reed is the only person who can. And I, I mean, yeah. he's, he's, I think he's just shut up in Greywater Watch. It, I, I've heard the theory yeah. about him being the high septum, but I think it's one of those crackpot ones that's like, it sounds like it could be cool, but yeah. in the end, it's kind of like, how would this work? And, and, and kind of, I can't remember which one you just said it, <laughs> but you know the the idea of him backing the seven when he's a northerner is also a little bit, especially to that extent. It's a like little he, bit he could make a play like that, but he probably would know that long long term it's not good for the north. Yeah, yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you. We do love crazy things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bring them all to us. <laughs> Hi, my name is Anna. Um, in the event that, say, Daenerys does take the throne and things happen in her favor, in the first season and the first book, she's supposedly cursed, so she'd never have children again. So she seems to just go ahead forward to the throne with like no plans at all for any heirs. What would happen if she had like couldn't actually have an heir? 
What would happen to the kingdom afterwards? This is my problem with Daenerys, is that she had no plan. She just wants the throne. She doesn't think about the people, what the people she's bringing over will do to the land. She's not thinking about the consequences of bringing, you know, a huge war to Westeros just so that she can have the throne. And she didn't think about the whole fact that she was barren at the time. We know now that she's no longer. But... um, that was a huge concern. Like, you're just going to take the throne so that when you die, it's going to be an upheaval again. Yeah. Well, whoever gets the dragon will rule. That's, that's the thing. But I agree, especially early Daenerys is not thinking about that. I think once she decides to stay uh, over there in Essos, then I get a little more respect because she actually wants to fix the situation before yeah. leaving. But uh, she, might, not, she might still have a kid. Like, we, we don't know. I mean, even the fact that she kind of... She's either, like, sick from, like, dysentery or she might have lost a baby when she's walking. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The, the theory yeah. that, that I've heard is yeah. that, um, well, either she didn't wasn't getting her period yeah. for all that time since, you know, since she gave birth, or that she lost a baby. So either this is, like, her first period since, since her son died, or she lost a baby. Um, I know she is suffering from eating the berries or something yeah. like that. But <laughs> the way she talks about the blood, I think it's between like her thighs. That's 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 <laughs> physiologically that's yeah. like a, a, a miscarriage or, or her getting her period. So I do think that she can have kids um, now again. It's a possibility. Well, I mean that the whole the, there's a. Thing that Mir Mazdor says, like when like the mountain falls and whatever, and yeah. people are looking for that in the books. And I, yeah, happened. and I think Quentin dies, like the sun sets. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. some of it's already happened, and some yeah. of it hasn't. But I think mo- enough of it has that there, you know, that Martin is set, you know, by giving her her period back or yeah. whatever happened, uh, he's setting her up for a future, you know, be, being able to have a child uh not anytime soon though hopefully <laughs> thank you thank you hi my name is laura uh, were you guys ever worried that Sansa might be pregnant with Ramsey's baby no. at some point yes i was literally waiting for it to happen to make uh, and j- is it still possible for it to be? Because the, the time, like you were saying, it's so messed up, we don't know how much time has passed. Yeah. So do you think it's possible that she's, she's pregnant and doesn't know about it? Uh, yeah, it is so hard to tell with the timeline and what exactly they're doing, but uh, I, I want to say no, but I don't know if I can say it 100%. I don't like, know what the concrete proof against it the the show can go anywhere like if they're they're not obviously it's not in books but i mean like the show they can do anything like yes i'm worried about it i hope to god it's not true um the time that like like we're all saying the timeline in the show is so off that um but I can't yeah. imagine her, her not Her body was in no such way. extreme stress, too, outdoor in the cold yeah. and everything, too. Yeah. Well, not that that matters. Like, if they want a baby, they'll put a baby. Well, I, yeah. Yeah. If, if they yeah. do go that route, I, I don't think that she'd carry it to term. Like, I think it would be a miscarriage or something like that. It's a moon tea situation, for sure. God, I hope so. I mean, I hope hope that she is not, uh, because, but, like, but the whole conversation between her and Ramsey, you know, right before she had his dogs maul him to death, was yeah. very much like she's she you know, she's insisting that his name is going to die and he's yeah. kind of like you'll never you'll never forget me and, and whatnot. This is a part of you. Yeah. 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 But somehow be, he would know and she wouldn't. But to be honest, um, for for somebody who 
was since Sansa was assaulted by him over and over again that doesn't that really doesn't ever leave you and it won't ever leave her so regardless of whether or not she's pregnant he's he's right he's always going to be a part of her the whole dog scene, I mean, it, it's like live by the dog, die by the dog. It was that kind of justice. But in some sense, maybe I mean, she shouldn't have done that technically. She should have had him just killed yeah. in a stark way. But I, I think that, that that's like the one time she's doing that. I don't think she's going to do that. She's not going to do that again. Oh, yeah, I that's, hope not. that's it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah let's hope that yeah. well, that's, like that's how you distinguish yourself from the Boltons. Yeah. 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 All right, we got some more yeah. questions going through. Thank you. Thank you. Sophie Turner said that she's not pregnant. Oh, thank God. Sophie Turner is not pregnant. Is that the way she phrased it? Was that what that said? Yeah, yeah. She was talking about it, and they said, like, it's more of an emotional thing. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, I never trust the actors because Benny Off and Weiss can just make up anything. Yeah. Spring it out there. It's like a late night phone call. Hey, you're dead. It's what? She was also really drunk last night. Sophie Turner was drunk? Yeah, she did. Yeah, she flipped out the audience a couple of times. Sophie Turner. Wow. Also, on the topic of actors saying things, Bran, uh, the actor who played Bran, I don't remember. He said R plus J, J wasn't confirmed in the uh, R plus L equals J wasn't confirmed in the show. So it's like, can you trust what actors say? Yeah, no. I, I can see that because the confirmation we got was uh, crossfade to Jon Snow. Yeah. Which, which normally in the show is yeah. kind of like when they're talking about somebody and they fade to somebody else, that's, that's who they're talking about. But And also there's no father implication even in the scene. Like yeah. the cross fade implying something, no. there was no father But like the HBO infographic, the HBO's way of that was their way of implicitly saying what was what yeah. for HBO, not George R. R. Martin, but HBO like made their yeah. It was just this, like, here's a baby, here's Jon Snow, here's a baby, and I'm back to the Jon Snow, what is it, Old Spice commercial? Yeah. 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 Sorry, it's, it's really easy to get bogged down in details. Yeah. But on a sort of a really high level, if you think about the books and like what the point of the book is, it's basically saying that war sucks. Like, it, you know, death and uh, famine and all of this. And I think you're really going to see that with Winds of Winter. Uh, you know, all the small folk will probably all be dying because everybody's supplies run out and stuff like this. Um, and he covered this a little bit in the show with September uh, about how war sucks, but then he seems to solve it with brutally decapitating people. Oh. Um, so, do you think the show's ever going to get onto that book point about how war sucks, or do you think it's just sort of going to carry on saying, like, hey, cool, decapitating people? Uh, I, it I, depends I, on, I guess, what you think about it when you see it. If well, you're like, oh, that was cool, then I guess you're never really going to yeah. kind of go with the idea that war sucks. But if you watch me, you know, that's really sad. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's, it sucks that uh, Leanna Mormont sent all those men to probably almost all of them, if not all of them, died in that battle. Uh, you know, I, I, I think they show it, but not well. Yeah, the, the whole point of the grave digger scene with uh, Clegane again. Yeah, yeah. What, that's to illustrate how what what's the war is doing to the small folk. Right, true. We only so, got five minutes left, and we got like a prize to okay. get out there. Thank yeah. you so I'm much. Sure. Uh, pictures. But let's do some rapid fire responses. Okay. Yeah, My assessment kind of about anti-war stuff. Um, so I'm, I tend to be pretty critical of the show. I'm originally upset uh, whenever they mess with the Brienne story. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite arc from the books is the Brienne arc in *Peace uh, for Crows*. 
Um, what do you think about the grand story of the show compared to the books? Yeah, the, I don't like it. <laughs> she's just, she, can't, she can do no wrong. I just might wrap it. I love Gwendolyn Christie so much, and I think that she had the, the, the actress. It, it, it's it's bad writing. It's it's yeah. it's very much that oh, women can only be badass if they're doing badass things. That's just kind of the way they've also taken Sansa um, at this point, you know. Uh, it's 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 frustrating because yeah, her her arc in, in Feast for Crows, where she finally kills her first man and everything is it's so sad and so like well done and and now instead in the show she's just this like marauder basically and yeah. it's 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 maddening. <laughs> well, I did like the Jamie interaction uh, this season. I thought that was nice. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. Thank you, man. Yeah. All right, that's one. Last one. Okay, quick question. Since we've kind of been talking about like the free dragon riders, do you think there's any I know there's theories out there that people think that Bran could possibly war in the one of the last yeah. One of the yeah, it's, it's called uh, dogging the dragon. Oh, dogging? Dogging. Oh, dogging. Yeah. That's the term we came up with. Yeah, so I definitely think it's possible, yeah. If you can potentially get into a human, yeah, not a the, dragon. Yeah. I think that's what yeah. the, they were leading into with the whole him working into humans, because you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. Is that dragons are more intelligent, so it's yeah. a, since he can do that, he can also do the dragons. Yeah. I actually, I mean, I've heard the theory, and I honestly thought... I guess I honestly thought that maybe dragons were kind of like impervious to it. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if my mind will change on that. Yeah. I think it's it's kind of one of those things uh, where it can go either way, and I'm okay with it either way. But uh, they do have a connection to their writer, like that's kind of shown yeah. in Princess and the Queen. One of them dies, and they know. But still, if you can get into a human, if you can skin change into a human, why not into I don't a know. dragon? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're they're they have more armor than people do. So. <laughs> Okay. No, yeah, it prob- probably, I-, I would think that it's possible, but I, I kind of don't want it to be, personally. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. right, so got- Thank, Thank you so much. Photos. You got a couple photos to show? Okay. Um, no, I'll, I'll do, uh, yeah, do the photos, do the photos. Oh, ha! Yeah, quick, uh, what the photo, what we're looking at? This is Ice and Fire. Oh, yeah, this is Ice and Fire Con. (laughs) Um, Sorry, I I can't see it very well. Uh, The top left picture your left, uh, is from Ice and Fire Con this year. Um, we actually, we have a throne now. We have a lovely gentleman who made a throne and brought it. Uh, the one on the right is obviously Duncan Egg, some cosplayer, friends of ours. Actually, uh, the, the, the girl who's dressed as Egg is the other organizer with me. And then down at the bottom here, we did Aegon and his nine mistresses. Uh, that was last year, nice. so <laughs> that was a really fun group. So uh, this first book here, uh, actually at this panel last year, I met uh, Travis Langley, who is, uh, is a genius and a very nice man. And he asked me to contribute. Hey! There he is, right over here. He asked me to, uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, uh, contribute the forward to the Game of Thrones psychology book. And if you guys enjoyed our discussions and much more in-depth and intelligent, more intelligent than anything I can possibly say, definitely pick up this book right here, uh, Game of Thrones Psychology, The Mind is Dark and Full of Terror. We're going to give some copies away at a 6 o'clock panel. Oh, oh, fine. Where? The Geek Shell and Carrot is the panel. It's in a Marriott, Marina, Marquis, Pacific 24 at 6 o'clock. Here we go. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. And those are the... 
<laughs> Those are two books that we've uh, published and like we're just analyzing the, the books basically as we've done like kind of essays in there so and, uh, oh. and this is uh, a <laughs> MS Paint project with each chapter in MS Paint. <laughs> and then we hand deliver these to George at different times. <laughs> and he was like, oh, great. So we're on the third book right now. Almost done. Anybody can submit, basically. Any person who just joins in can do a chapter. Very cool. And uh, meet up afterwards. Oh, yeah, we're going to go eat some pizza. So I have a question for you guys here. Um, raise, of, raise of hands to try to pick the first one. Here's a tough one. Here's a tough one. What okay. was the original air date of the U.S. premiere of Game of Thrones? Oh, yeah. I didn't want to ask something where everybody would throw their hands up super quick. Yeah, what's up? I think it was really close to my birthday. Um, was it April 6, 2001? Very close. Very close. <laughs> yeah, if nobody else has a guess. I think that's close enough. What's up? Uh, nope. <laughs> now we're gonna go. We have no book questions. There you go. I think that was really quick, and you were the only one who even wanted to give it a chance. Yeah. So let me give you another prize. Oh, what's the prize? Oh, it's a FedEx box. Thanks. Just yeah. so you guys can get FedEx. You're here. getting a FedEx um, box. Just yeah. so you know, you guys can find this and lots of other cool things at the HBO store. But we have Game of Thrones Clue. Ah. Yeah. And this is thanks to HBO, right? I won that today, but I'm not that. But like the thing in the. Oh, you're very welcome. Can I take a question? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. There you go. And I think that's it, right? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys Thank for coming. Thank you so much for coming. And enjoy the rest of your time. Take some this photos, yeah. Right? yeah. My friend can take some. Okay. Before you put it away, she can take some photos. Oh, yeah, sure. Hey, Laura, you want to take some photos? Let me, uh, just hold on a sec, let me just stop this first file, make sure it's done. Say bye, Ashley. Bye. Okay. Now, we're good. now do I have to just hang it up? <laughs> you, you can't or, just put that on me. Well, say it again. Say bye again. Okay. Bye. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> do I need to end the call right, or you have to stop the recording? recording.